0: yo 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 welcome to the first ever episode of the rap fairy podcast probably the best podcast in the world in this podcast we're going to be talking about rap grime drill hip-hop you name it american english irish everything I'm not talking french because the only french one is french the kid and he's dead but let's get into it you know today i'm just gonna be starting it off nice and easily i've got a list of about 100 artists and i'm just gonna be ranking them and if this goes into two parts, it goes into two parts. We'll see how it gets. You know, it is what it is. Starting off the list, straight off, A92. So does be my artist? This is a group technically. They're not a group. They're a band. Whatever they call themselves, A92. They are one in the Irish scene right now. With 92 degrees was their album in 2020. One of the best albums in 2020, in my opinion. I'm going to be saying that a lot because there was a lot of good albums in 2020. But yeah. They were running the scene back then. I didn't there's only a couple of songs in that album that I liked. But they're a drill up drill group. And they're running it. Yeah, they've got um I don't even know what the name of their show is, but they've got Kebs, haven't they? Who's producing and it's just Madness. I don't even think his name's Kebs, but I I know everyone knows what I mean. Them ones. Next on the list we've got Abacadabwa. I don't think he's made an album, and if he has made an album I apologize. I've just been listening to his songs one at a time. He's part of OFB, which are, OFB are better than a 9 and if you disagree with me, just click off this video right now, I'll just dip, go away, I don't want to listen to you, I don't want to hear you in the comment, comments, it's dead. Yeah, Abba is just his own little person, isn't he? He's doing what he does. I, the first time I heard Abba was on the Robbery remix with Crept Conan, and that was mad that and Conan are on different levels to them, but we'll get to them soon. And yeah, he's leading it. He's one of the most prominent members of OFB, along with Bando OK, K, Double LZ. I think RZ's fallen off a bit recently, but we'll get into that later. And Heddy One, obviously, but Heddy One doesn't really claim OFB; he's just part of them. Next on the list is H. the call me H. Flies in the place. Um, he's got two albums that I know of. He might have done more before that, but I've been I've listened to Polar wise and H2O and that was a mad album he's got daily Duppies, they've all got daily Duppies, everyone's got one of them and he knows what he's doing his recent song was Party Around My Place with Avellino the first time I heard H was Keisha and Becky I think in the remix with T-O- T.O.Main and Ross Millian's song but T.O.Main and Ross Millions we'll get into them later they're at different levels as well H is be- probably better than all the people I've mentioned so far I'd probably vote for i book it up by an A9 too. Uh, he did remember make it shake bust down strike a pose, rain, he's got the lot he knows what he's doing, he did that song of ADA Tracy as well He's just mad, he knows what he's doing and he doesn't claim to be like a prisoner or a gangster or anything he's just li- living his life as he is he doesn't say the n word or he says nice and clean I apologise about my voice, I've got a bit of a cold going on but everyone has this time of year so we roll with it uh next on the list is AJ Tracy. AJ Tracy is the name of his album. He had Secure the Bag and Flu Game. Flu Game was more of an EP. I'm just going to call them all albums because I get lost with the difference between a album and a. um you know, whatever it's called. An album and an EP and a mixtape and all that. I'm just calling them all albums, except it. AJ Tracy, in my opinion, Lad Book Grove. Best song he's ever done ever. Madness. Probably the best thing he'll ever do that's a lot. i could do better i oh, made the recent one summertime shootout is that the one with t painting yeah it was yeah he did lab book Grove, mad song and yeah he did tiago silver oh tiago silver is different levels pardon me um oh yeah tiago silver is on another level um one day i'm i'm going to see dave in february 2021 I'm not telling you what date because then you'll know where I'll be but he's in loads in February and I'm going to see him on one of those days and I really want to get up and sing Tiago Silver. do AJ Tracy's part like Alex did in um, whatever it was called that's it Rain was the name of AJ Tracy's song with Take Ethan H Mad Song that owned the charts for a bit Lab Grove Grover's mad as well and obviously he's done collabs with everyone because AJ Tracy's just about he's about the life in it. I don't think he really claims to be a prisoner or anything like that he might do, but I don't think he has been to prison. If he has, that's probably cap. Being realistic. Um, I'll oh, just click on him then. Then you've got Rd. He's new to the scene. He's I don't think he's had a mixtape out on album or anything. Um, He was obviously found on the Body Remix. Everyone saw that on when he was around on TikTok. Doing whatever he said about Johnny's and that. You know what I'm on about. You know what I mean. Everyone saw it all over TikTok. And then he did um I think Six Ham in Brighton was his next song. Yeah, I think he did Six Ham in Bit By- No, he did Oliver Twist was his next song. Then Six Ham in Brighton and then he did Jiggy and then he's got Widit With It with R D and Wasted with D. and he's becoming part of the scene. Fumes the Engineer, that's the name of the one, the Irish one. I think he's Irish, I think Fumes is Irish. But I see him with A92 quite a lot, so I don't know if they've just had a couple or I see the same one over and over again. I apologise if Fumes isn't Irish, but I think he's to do with them. Yeah, um he's on it, innit? Uh RD is new to the scene, but he knows what he's doing, he's gonna get big, he knows he's gonna get big. Realistically, he knows what he's doing. Um next on the list is A Star, Scouse Manic, or whatever he is. No one's really heard of A Star, to be honest, but I rate him, I really do rate him, he's got, he's got What's his biggest song? Um, he's got. He's on a song with gigs, He does a lot with gigs, He's been with Digger D. He's just out there a bit, isn't he? Uh, I rated his album from this year. It was a good album. It came out right at the start of this year, like back back in January. It's quite early, and yeah, he's um, not. He's not really about the life, and he's he's scouse. So he talks with a scouse accent. I can't do a scouse accent. You know what I mean? He's about that. Yeah, next on my list is Bando K O F B O N O N. No, the already, That's how but you know what I mean. Bando K is he's always with Double LZ. No matter what song he does, he's always with Double LZ. Basically, always with Double LZ. Um, he knows what he's doing. Obviously, he's. I think he's the leader of O F B. Might not be the leader, but In my opinion, he's the leader of O F B. And then the biggest group in London. And then, um, yeah obviously knows what he's doing next on my list I've got double LZ even though that's a D but same again for them they're on top, they're leading the biggest group in the UK biggest rap group in the UK I'll get on to some American artists in a minute but it's just like it's going at the moment all UK based they're leading the biggest group in the UK they're on top, they know what they're doing I've not really heard much from them recently so I don't know if they're planning an album because when an artist goes an artist normally releases a couple singles Goes quiet for a bit, release some more singles, goes quiet, and then he, he just goes dead and posts nothing like Drake did and Dave did, and then they'll post something on their Instagram, so you know something's coming. Or, like t- everyone tweets normally, I don't do Twitter because it's just it's full of rubbish. You, you struggle to pick anything out from it, and then they'll just they'll just like post an Instagram picture, and that's when you know it's coming. Like that's when you know an album's coming. And then and then like you know, two or three Instagram pictures afterwards or, couple, or like a week afterwards, you know they'll post the dates for it. Sometimes they post the features before they post the dates, like I think gigs or gets. One of them had like pictures of all the people that were gonna be on his album before he um released the album name and everything like that. I think he did that older, but that's how I remember it. Blueface. Blueface knows what he's doing, obviously. They all know what they're doing, I have to say that. His most famous song was Totiana, but you know what I mean, Totiana, whatever it was. Um, yeah, he's done some songs with The Plug, he's been with J1, he's American, but his, his name's Blueface because of American money. I don't know why everyone refers to American money as Blueface, because I don't think there was any... I might be wrong there, I'm, I might just be making it up, but I'm pretty certain it's all green, unless it's to do with like the richest ones or something. I don't know, everyone says it and I know I know they mean like they've got loads of money if you've got a, if you blue face. What is it to do with your watch or something? Like diamonds? No idea. But I know what it means, I know what they're on about, but I don't know what it means, if that makes sense. Yeah, next on my list is Boogie with a Hoodie. His best album, in my opinion, was his artist 2.0. Naturally, Hoodie SZN, or Sneeze or whatever it is. Hoodie Swerving, whatever it was, that album in 2019, 2018, what? It was probably his best um, his best album. He did Drowning with Kodak Black, that one got really big in 2017. He did Artist 2.0 in 2020. His 2018 album, I travelled to Italy, um, or was it Austria? I want to say it was Austria. I travelled to Austria or Italy. I went, I went to both of them, I went skiing, and on one of them, he released his album just before I went, and I sat on the coach listening to it and every time I listen to it I, I, I can see myself on that coach still like, I can feel it like I'm still there love that album yeah he's got some songs he pops to make he's about but he's not I think he's fallen off a little bit from being real Artist 2.0 I think Artist on its own Um, I'll google it quickly I'll switch I think Artist on its own didn't come out till came out in 2019 and he only released the second one so there's there was a big gap between his first album and his second album I don't know if it, it was a year oh, Artist Day Boogie um, no they were both released in 2020 that's me lying yeah they both released in 2020 you just there was just a big gap between them because on Artist 2.0 there are so many more songs There's a massive amount of more songs and a lot of them are really good and then he re redid some of his original songs and yeah next I've got Bugsy Malone oh my days let's, got, let's, let's start on Bugsy Malone why not Bugsy Malone obviously he's had King of the North he's done Resurrection he's done Walk With Me he's done Facing Time Be Inspired Bugsy Malone's about his part of the scene I was going to go and see him apparently not apparently his biggest song is Body with Remix but obviously that now went number one so yeah memory lane beauty and the beast men through the nights one moving are uh, all his songs beautiful absolutely beautiful and he's actually about it as well like when he tells his stories it's just oh, just feel it even if you weren't there are oh, kilos as well with h like him malone tells stories like nothing else but he can also sing on a normal song or that like it's pop as well like he knows what he's doing he's got it down he's Owns all his mu- music as well. He's got his um, B. Malone um, clothing band, or whatever it's called. Love a bit of that. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. I was going to go and see him, but my tickets, I don't know if they've been refunded or. I don't know. But I, I was supposed to go and see him like yesterday or something. In Yeah, I think it was yet yeah, No. Today is the 14th of October. It was the 12th of October I was supposed to go and see him. Uh, do a meet and greet but I couldn't make it so I asked for a refund from the ticket company so I don't know if that's going through and if they are Bugsley Malone love you for more not that he controls any of that yeah Bugsley Malone knows what he's doing he talks like I mean obviously he was actually there like you find things out about his life as he's going and even if you weren't there you just relate to them like it's hard to explain I should probably get better explaining if I've got a podcast he's next level he's so, so good he's just so, so, so talented and so clever and everything what he does that makes sense and then his new album um, Resurrection I want to say it was called yeah he fell off his bike and he talks about his new stuff I thought this album was going to have nothing on it because obviously he's not done he's already told us all about his life but he's found more stuff I don't know if he's done a daily duppy or anything like that I don't know if he's about all that kind of stuff... Cause some artists do all the daily duppies And they do... Fire in the booth... And, and that's how they get big to start with... But I think he's just gone up... The olden way... And oh Like his new stuff about Warma... Like he's still... I say he's not about the streets anymore... But he still is... Like he's still doing stuff... He's still about... Like he's not just stopped... That's another thing about Band OK... And Double LZ... They're always still about like... A lot of rappers once they get big they stop going out in the streets and that's respected of them like it's it's kind of part of the rap culture and grime like uk grime culture to not be a bad boy anymore you get respected more if you like like h and dave and stormzy they're not out anymore they're they're inside they're just doing their business they're not bothering with going out in the streets and dealing or running around with the chances of getting shot like they're trying to teach the youth that you don't need that to be big even though that's how they all started, but you just don't, and I think that's respected a lot at the moment, a lot more than it was like, go okay, about five years or so. You you told someone you weren't going out in the streets, they'd laugh at you like you can't be a rapper. But now it's respected quite a bit. It's it's changed a bit, and I think it's like, I don't quite know the words. It's like like not caring. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just mad that people prefer it if you're not been out in the streets. But personally, I I think it's good if you still are out. Not that I think that everyone should be out, because I think it's better that everyone's in. But you can't really be making rap songs about just like, it it just gets a bit dry after a while. H did it best, but after that you can't just talk about staying inside, and not doing much because that's rubbish. But yeah, next on my list is Cadet. Rest in peace. I love you. He did his best song was probably. Um, Advice with Dino. But again that gets a bit annoying. Because I've heard it so much. Yeah it only came out in 2020. I thought it came out earlier than that. But yeah that was just before he died. Then after he died. Um, his gang gang was released. About the police officers. And then talking back to him. And yeah. Oh man. I'll get on to Captain Conan when I get down to the K's. I'm in mean, the C's at the moment. When I get down there. I'll talk about him more. But oh. It, when the when Crept made the last letter to Cadet, I cried honestly. I didn't even know Cadet that well. I really didn't. I wasn't his biggest fan. But I, I cried so much. Oh, I was so deep, listening to all that, like like the music video with his mum in and oh, madness. Are you like? I'll get on to David in a minute as well, and about Dave's dad stuff. But that stuff just hits you deep, like. I don't know why people just say rap's just about. I don't know why people say rap's just about, like, smoking weed and talking about smoking weed and stabbing people, but not actually stabbing people. Like, so much more than that. It's an art form, it's poetry. Like, so many people prove that. Like, you don't have to be doing all that, like I was just saying, to actually get anywhere. You don't have to have done any of that. You can just be good, you can just write po- poetry and be able to rap it. And then, like, yeah, like in English, genuinely, when I went to school in English, we studied um, that Jay Z Welcome to New York, whatever it's called. It might not even be Jay Z. Hey, welcome to New York, where concrete and what that's made of. You know that song, like, the rap in that. Like, it's poetry, man. It's art. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It's just hard to describe. Like, people who aren't from. Um, like the rap background they don't know about this kind of thing Like they don't understand but once you get into it oh it's so beautiful I've I've tried to get other people into it and I've managed it on some occasions but it's difficult to like describe it to people because you have to like listen to the words and hear what they're saying like, some, in some songs you have to understand the slang as well you just have to listen to it and, like deep what they're saying and understand it like It's mad One of my favourite ones I I will get on to more of Dave in a minute He's only a couple more Oh he's quite fun far down actually um, I'll get on to him in a minute But one of my favourite lines from Dave Is um, I got 99 marks Because I didn't know the definition of resting Like no everyone On his Streatham song he went Yeah I I got 99 marks and I still don't know the definition of resting Or something like that and everyone like overlooked that line but I deep that so much like it wasn't I know it sounds mad but like it wasn't even that big of a line I was deep in it I was like overthinking that line so much but uh, oh pardon me like it's just mad innit it's so mad it's really really difficult to describe <laughs> like because he says in that because obviously that's saying that he he was really really good and he was try, trying so he he didn't stop that's how it, he managed to get 99 marks but he's also saying that he could have got 100 marks if he knew what the definition of resting was like it works both ways it's that double entendre i know i know you think i'm taking the piss here but unknown p he does double entendre the best he really does <laughs> some of the stuff he says is so funny and it works both ways and yeah it's just artwork honestly it's all art and yeah I'm getting off track here, but... I'll get round to Dave in a minute. And we'll have a little chat about Dave, but... To start off again, we've got Central C. Everybody compares him to R.D. Because they both came out around the same time. But Central C's got a bit of, like... He does more loving songs. So again, the idea of, like... Pardon me, I've got a mug cold at the moment, like I said. Like, Central C doesn't really do, like, bad boy songs about being in, like... Like, R.D. talks about being in uh, being in Brighton and all the stuff that happens in Brighton and all the stabbings and stuff and oh there's drugs and bandos around here and I'm capping back my fuckery or whatever he says but yeah um, Central C did a bit of that of obviously loading and day in the life but then he's got on he's got on to like more love with like obsessed with you and a little bit of this and commitment issues and yeah he also did the remix for Bad Habits of Ed Sheeran all oh, my days that was different levels i'm not talking about ed sheeran so i can talk about this now but he was it was fumes the engineer who was on it fumes the engineer tion wayne and central C the bad habits of ed sheeran the remix i love ed sheeran so much like, i don't normally love pop stars because they don't really do much they just like like they'll just sing and like sing like the same lyrics over and over again but they've got some some singing talent and that's how they get big and, like someone else makes their songs for them and yeah, and, and then and then like when people claim them out for it, they'll just pay like two hundred thousand pound to have a rapper feature on their song one time, so they look like to get more relevant. Like they just use the rap scene and the grime scene to kind of like get more views, essentially, make the album bigger. They don't actually care about us. But Ed Sheeran when he did he did take me back to London with Stormzy. Again, I think I'm gonna to have to split this into two parts because I don't think I'm gonna get Stormzy in this one. So that's the S section. I'm gonna to have to talk about Crepton and Stormzy later. I'll probably get down to Dave and then stop and then do the rest of it in another go. I don't know, I'll see how it goes. I'll see how I'm feeling, you know. But, uh, T. Wayne and Central C did Ed Sheeran's one and Ed Sheeran is so good. I obviously did the one with Stormzy. He did take him back to London and that had JK and H in it on their remix. And that was so good. Oh. Because you can tell he's actually about the life. Like, in the music video, he was he was actually with them. He wasn't just pretending to be with them, and he was enjoying it, and he was laughing, and he's just trying out a different culture. Like, you can tell he he went to school, he went to college, he started singing, he got a singing career. I think I... Oh, he was homeless, wasn't he, actually? Yeah, he was homeless, but it wasn't about, like... It wasn't about, like, drug dealing or anything like that. It wasn't about the bandos and the trapping and all that. He... He just started singing, and then he got big off singing with his X album, and then his Divide, and whatever, whatever his new. And he did a feature album, and I want to say he's doing an Equals album or something like that now. But you know what I mean. Part of the mass. but he's he's actually part of it. Like you can see, he's actually there. He was with Storms. He was riding around in the Bentley on the field. He was like uh, he had his arms around rd and H. And in this one, in Bad Habits, the actual song on its own, I thought sucked. I don't know. How, I, it overtook Russ and Tion Wayne for number one spot and stayed there for ages and ages and to be honest I've stopped listening to the charts because it was on there so long but he made b- the remix or, it came out on his channel as well it was on Tion Wayne's channel and I saw it on Ed, she- Ed Sheeran's YouTube channel and it's so good because it's not just like again it's not just like other people do where he just gets a rapper on it to make it look more relevant to get more views to keep it number one He's actually there, like, he puts their chains on in the video. He gets into their booth with them. Like, their rapping booth, Like so much different to a singing booth. It looks the same, but, like, the vibe's different. And he's got fumes there, and they're all joking around, and they get the chains on, and Ed Sheeran's walking around East London or West London or wherever T.N. Wayne's from. I I forget which one's which. Yeah, they're actually walking around. They're on the block. He's got his Jordans on. Oh, it's a mad music video. Like it's, It's just them walking around, like... Like, that's been done so many times, but the fact is that it's Ed Sheeran doing it. And, love it. You gotta love it. You have gotta love it. Yeah, Central Sea, Wild West, obviously, mad album. I don't know how he made that album so fast. Like, as soon as he got big, boom, the album was there. I think he was making it, hoping he'd get big. My favourite songs from that album were obviously Loading and Day in the Life, Six for Six and Commitment Issues, they were my other two favourites. I love Gangbiz a bit. But I didn't really... Like Gangbiz, Gangbiz, got suburban children using our language, whatever he said. Get what we're saying in that, but it didn't need a full song for it. It could have just been a bar in a song. Charlie Sloth. <sighs> Charlie Sloth, man. Fire in the Booth. Yeah, his biggest songs, obviously, are his Fire in the Booths. He's not a rapper. He's a... And, sound engineer, producer, producer that's a word and his biggest one apparently is M M Huncho 2019 Fire in the Booth Part 1 and yeah I don't know if that's how Apple Music I'm on Apple Music looking at which ones they they think are top and they've put M Huncho for his top one Welcome back to the podcast uh, Today's sponsor is White Will Biter White or Biter are a shoe cleaning business Based in the Skegness Linking Shoe area, they'll clean any shoe for a good price. They have a £15 quick clean, a £20 clean down, and a £25 full clean down with a £30 deep clean at the end. All of these prices are unchangeable, and they give the best results for crisp, clean shoes, especially trainers. Alright, back to it. Charlie Sloth. Yeah, his fire in the booth sort has of got him. He's in Dubai at the moment, isn't he? Now, is he in Dubai? I'm pretty certain he's living in Dubai. I want to say it was him that I saw get stuck on his jet ski, like right in the middle of Dubai, right in the middle of the ocean or something. And he was like Snapchatting it or Instagramming it. It might have not have been Charlie I actually, it might have been someone else. It, was it might have been DJ Khalid actually. I think it was him. Oh, don't have a go at me for getting those two confused. You know why I got them confused. Yeah, see the plug, the plug. I didn't know Charlie Soft made an album. Apparently, he made an album in twenty seventeen called The Plug. Yeah, um, his um album, his whole thing is using, he's get, he's trying to get rappers that no one really knows about, trying to make them famous, and then getting big rappers that are more famous than his show to come onto his show. That's all Charlie Sloth does. I respect the hustle, but I don't like it. But To be honest, if I was a rapper, you'd have to you'd have to do a fire in the booth. Like if I like if I could have any talent in the world, it would be to be able to write sick bars. I've tried writing rap songs, and it's impossible. It looks so easy the way like Dave does it, and people. But when you try and do it yourself, it's actually so hard, and you have so much more respect. I definitely advise everyone goes and tries to write a rap song. It's really hard. Right, next on my list is Chip yeah don't like him I really don't like him I was I was fooled like everyone else was <laughs> rather me I was fooled like everyone else was with his um, beef against Stormzy really thought he'd won it literally was genuinely convinced because the order went if you don't know uh, Chip made some comments about Stormzy Stormzy made some comments about Chip Chip made some more comments about Stormzy Chip released a diss track on Stormzy. Like a full diss track. Can't remember what the names of the diss tracks were. But one of them was called um, Flowers. One of them was called Kill O'MC. And I don't remember what the other one was called. But he released one diss track. And then Stormzy went to his house. And the video went viral of him pulling up on someone's house in his Lamborghini Yorus. That's also a very bad man. I know I said Stormzy doesn't do that kind of thing. But he doesn't very often. He's very christian and jesus believing and that kind of thing at the moment i've got no problem with it honestly but yeah um he did that and then chip released another diss track oh, playing from iphone there you go that's the name of my iphone if you manage to wear, drop me anything i just clicked on it by accident i clicked on 100k featuring most that one of his songs and i'm looking at his album we we'll just disconnect that he didn't disconnect. Oh, there we are. Not that it made a sound, but it disconnected. There we are. There's the sound. Yeah, um Chip had me convinced that his um album, that he'd won the... Because he made two diss tracks, and then he made a third one randomly, like in the middle of nothing, out of nothing. I don't know why he made it. I don't like the ad-libs in the third one. The third one sucked, if I'm being honest. He did make some good points in all three of them, but not... On and Stormzy didn't reply I don't know why Stormzy didn't reply and then Stormzy went quiet for a bit and then he did some features and he said like I don't do beef I do karma when he was on someone else's album on a feature and then he came back again and released some more music oh pardon me (sighs) and then Chip's just started having a go at Stormzy for everything he does and that's made me to start with I thought Chip had won the beef but now I'm realising that Chips called himself the crime scene savior when he's not. There's nothing to be saved. There was no problem with Stormzy in the first place. Like, what's he trying to do? So I don't like him much anymore. I don't get why you had to do that. Realistically, because he didn't, he didn't achieve anything. If you get what I'm saying, I I I get that you you want to make a diss track on him because he's dissed you, and that'll get you some views. But he he, he took it personally, like. He was, he was going deep into Stormzy, like... Like, Wiley could never... I'm not talking about Wiley, he's irrelevant. I'm not even going to bring him up, so don't worry about him. I'll bring up Stormzy later, obviously, and talk about the Wiley stuff with Stormzy, but... We're not going to make it... I don't think we're going to make it down to double you, from being realistic, this episode. Um, next on my list is Chunks. And while I'm doing Chunks, I might as well do Young Philly. Yeah, man, it's your boy Young Philly. Hey, Amen. yeah i got no singing talent she bought a Chunks that is her thing I've only got one song by them saved and that is Clean Up yeah he doesn't really do much to be honest Um. yeah I love Chunks and I love Philly but music is not their thing man Chunks has given up music Philly doesn't really make it he's got a drill song coming out soon but yeah, I know I know young Phillies a y and an F, but and I'm talking about him in the C section. But he's going with Trunks, so just deal with it. Honestly, if you want to have a go at me, I'll beef you in the comment section. Um, yeah, chunks didn't do music anymore, which I respect because not that it was bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's to do with his religion, and that's he believes more in. I want to say it's well, whatever. Uh, I want to say it's Muslim is his belief. Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll say Muslim. I think his belief is Muslim and I respect that that's what he wants to believe and that, that can't have him spreading the hateful messages that his rap music does so he now makes no money off any of his songs it all goes to charity or it goes to his more and more it just doesn't get any money at all or like remove the ads or something, I don't know what he's done and yeah, he don't make any money off it he doesn't feel it's profitable and yeah, I, I respect that massively Chunks and Philly, by far the best thing they did was um, does the shoe fit with season 5 coming out on Sunday I think the first episode they've they done madness for that Foot Asylum YouTube channel Like they're they're YouTubers by heart they did a bit for Beta Squad but Beta Squad's kind of fallen off now and Foot Asylum, they do everything for Foot Asylum Uh, Chunks has got a deal with Lynx as well the spray company pardon me one second now we're going back yeah Trunks has got a deal with Lynx making blazing money so does H actually I should, probably should have mentioned that H has also got one along with Philly and I want to say Cal Fweezy and Anthony Joshua no not Philly Trunks H Anthony Joshua and Cal Fweezy CCAA or AACC or AC however you want to do it that's what the names begin with but yeah both of them Philly and Trunks goard in the YouTube scene no one is matching them the Sidemen could never No, I'm joking the side Sidemen are on a different levels so I'll talk about all that stuff in another episode if people want to listen to it not that anyone's going to listen to this in the first place but yeah I'll, I could talk about the men and all the YouTube scene in another episode and I'll get into that in another episode and then I'll definitely talk about Trunks and Philly and all of that and I could do Celebrities as an episode to be honest but yeah D-Block Europe honestly don't worry um, I really don't I think you. I think some of their songs in um, the Blueprints, Us versus Them, or the Blueprints, Us versus Them, or whatever they called the album. Some of the songs you like, but it was two twenty-nine songs long. It was an hour and a half long. Like, I just don't have time for that. It's not Kanye West. U- UFO, Ferrari, Hulk, Ferrari Horse, and Destiny were probably the best songs off that album. Besides that, I don't rate him that much. I really don't. I think Kitchen Kings actually and Home Pussy they were good songs. And New Dior in Dig That, but I'll get onto Dig That in a minute. Will I get onto Dig That? Um, no, I won't. I'm going to finish on Dave for this episode because this is getting quite long. Just do D Block Your Up and then the Baby and then straight onto Dave. Yeah, but now back onto D Block Your Up. I just don't like them. I really don't. I think they've got good artistry skills, obviously. I don't rate their like auto tune vibe. I like some auto tune. Like I like little what little baby does and things like that. I just don't rate them. I really don't. Oh pardon me. They're not my kind of thing. Like right, next is the baby. Obviously he had that incident um with the be. where did he do it? The concert where he talked about AIDS and LGBTQ and stuff like that. He, he said it wrong I, I didn't understand the full thing I didn't understand what had gone on to be honest I just heard about it and I, I listened to it but I didn't understand it so I can't really comment on it and that kind of ruined his career a bit but he, he's not talked about it in any of his songs obviously he did Blame It On the blame it on Baby was his big one again he's he's American but he's only come up recently I've only heard of him recently ooh it's he's, well, he's a new one called Lonely came out on the 9th of September that's not new but I'll listen to it anyway. I might have heard it already to be honest because I recognised the album cover for it. Yeah, his biggest song was Rockstar, obviously. I think that's what set him off to be honest. That Rockstar song, like Band Lem- New Lamborghini, Efficock Car, all that kind of stuff was that was a mad album. A mad song, even. And then that was part of his Blame It On Baby album it released in 2020. I want to say it was in 2020? Yeah. I already said it was in 2020. I know it was. He's quite new to the scene, he's got all the jewellery, everything. He's proper, he's an American artist, you can just tell with all his Rolexes and his diamonds and his chains and how he dresses and everything about him. But did he do, I want to say he made, um, Baby. No, I'm thinking of Lil Baby, never mind. I'll get onto to Lil Baby probably next episode. Cause this is getting a bit long, but yeah. The baby is goaded, he knows what he's doing, he's got everything set. He's lovely, he's lovely, he's a lovely little person. I like chunks, and yeah. He made an album called My Brother's Keeper, which was a bit I listened to an EP, whatever it is, no one really cares. Um, about which was about his brother and dying. I didn't really understand what happened to his brother but something has happened or his family's happened something's happened in his family I didn't really understand it but like I didn't, I didn't understand that EP I a bit weird I still rate him quite highly he's good I don't rate what he said obviously but as an artist he's good Dave the last one I'm going to talk about is for this episode but if you want to click away now and not listen to Dave feel free because Dave is my favourite artist of all time ever oh, and I'm going to have to take a nice seat to talk about Dave, because Jesus where do I begin? hmm Let's start with his albums erm um, oldest first right, we're going to go in order with his albums and I'll stop in between the albums he did six paths which is the first one we're going to talk about then game over I'm going to do tequila, 100ms, hangman, paper cuts as singles Psychodrama he did Titanium and and Mercury was an EP of two songs called Titanium and then Mercury and his last album was We're All Alone In This Together I have tickets to go and see him in February which I've mentioned already and yeah he is my favourite artist of all time we'll start with Six Paths right this album was based on his life and how he has six different choices he can make he could be I can't, I'm can't. i not going to list six but he could be doing accounting because he wanted to go to uni and his mum wanted him to study it he wanted to be a rapper and like do all that he could have been a drill artist and like not a drill artist he could have been out selling, selling drugs he could have been in prison was his other one he could have been a snitch and like snitch on all the people he already knew that had done it I don't know what the a footballer he could have been a footballer as well there were six paths and the album is called Six Paths. First song is called Six Paths and that's what it's about, obviously. And then Picture Me, Bag of Shoulders, always, that is also about his Six Paths. And this album set him off, literally. I, he, I think before this he did a black, boss, black box cipher. I can't remember if he did his fire in the booth before this or not. Or afterwards. But this album was mad. Those two songs were about that. Panic Attack was about knife crime in London and everything that's going on in his life and that was a deep song, man. Still to this day, I I hear it and it gives me goosebumps. It's such a good song. Like, it's unbelievable. I can't can't tell you how good of a song that is. It's hard to explain. It's such a good song. It's so beautiful. It's perfect. Everything like rhymes. It fits. It flows. It's following the beat. And then when the beat ends and he keeps talking, he talks about his brother his brothers went to jail both of them have been to jail one of them's still in jail I think maybe they're both in jail still one of them's in there for life and it's oh, I love it so much I don't I don't know how to explain it it's such a good song it's just so deep and it's quite a long song as well I want to say it goes on for 5 minutes and 27 seconds but it, it literally talks about his life and what he could do and and I relate to it so much. Even though I've never really been to London. Like The closest I've got to London is Twickenham, the rugby stadium. In the English rugby stadium. But I relate to it so much. And like everything he can do. And like he uses so many metaphors. And like oh, it's just beautiful. And about his mum and how his mum grew up and how he is. And about about how he's got to keep his pride. and It's so much for this five minute song. He talks about so much... So many different subjects, but they all fit together and flow perfectly, and that made me fall in love with Dave. That song alone would make him my favorite artist of all time. So beautiful, Breathe. I'm not talking about that song. Wanna know, then man, wanna send for me, and being jealousy. Obviously, that song was just was just like a single, it's something that could chart, maybe. I think it did chart, I don't know if it charted. I think when it's got a star next to it, that means it's charted. Pardon me. Right, Raymond back with Dave. He had obviously Drake. I don't quite remember where I left. I've been gone a couple minutes now. But obviously, you're just hearing it in one go. With Dave, I had he had Drake join his one and no, and having Drake feature on a song, even if it's just a remix, has launched his career. That is it. He's made it in life. Pardon me and then he had um, obviously that song Dave Drake did most of the work to be honest he did Drake did all the verses they were done by Dave originally and the chorus was done by Dave and then it was a verse by Dave chorus by Dave and then another verse and it ended it there and it was verse chorus, verse chorus verse and then half a chorus and it ended and that was all done by Dave in the original one but in this one it's got Drake on the verse Dave doing all the choruses and Drake doing all the verses but the last verse which is done by Dave That was really hard to say The verses were done by Drake The chorus was done by Dave Yeah Dave and Drake are get me confused And then his last Last On the It was an EP It says EP It says six pass EP In front of me I don't know I've been calling it an album The last one on that one Was 71 Slash end credits End credits I didn't really wait, But the 71 Proved Dave's Like political Views and that's when he first started talking about his political views, I think. He might have started talking about it in Panic Attack. But not not as much as he did then. Talking about the retirement age and how it shouldn't be that high. And yeah. And then his next album. Or next. He says EP as well. Game Over says EP. Was called Game Over. And in this one, this is when the deepness I know I sound really like stupid saying the deepness and things like that, Jesus, the Game Over as a song was alright, <sighs> it was just the first song for his album, I don't think it was the best first song he's ever done, I don't think it was one of his better songs, but it was an alright song, everyone knows the words to it, it's a nice and easy song, then he did Question for the new Prime Minister, the song was called Question Time, and that won him an award at a, won him an award, Uh, something called that just kicked his career off a bit as well but at the time he's talking about Theresa May as Prime Minister and everything he's did with Grenfell Tower and immigrants and then talks about Donald Trump as Prime Minister and how he's helping um, Saudi Arabia but he's not helping Palestine and everything that's wrong and everything he's doing and he talks about um, that he wants to trust Jeremy Corbyn uh, but obviously that doesn't turn out right in the end, but he doesn't know that yet, obviously. So yeah, it, it was a good song, I thought. That's when he he properly gets into politics and talks about all the politics and like when I first heard that, I was in 2017. I was in like I'm not going to say where I was, but I was in secondary school. I was quite low down, and he um, not low low down. I I didn't really I didn't really look at politics as much back then. And I had to Google what he was on about, and that he got me into politics basically. And now I I can debate it until the roof falls off, and I can talk about either side of it, and I can do devil's advocate and everything. Literally, we debating master these days, all because Dave started it off attitude and calling me out. They were they were quite similar to what I know. I want to say they were kind of like just singles that you can play like at a party with a speaker on, or you can just sit and dance along to. They were just like own separate thing, you know and then you do How I Met My Ex uh, I'm going to tie this one into my 19th birthday I do know I do know How I Met My Ex is its own thing that song has got me through so many breakups and helped me fall in love with so many people it's such a deep song, I know you think this is stupid, I know, I know you're listening to this and thinking I'm sounding stupid but honestly, the way he talks about this girl, like I can picture it in my head and I've pictured her in so many different ways. She he doesn't even describe her. Like He does a little bit. But not much. And I, I can just... I don't know what she looks like. <sighs> That's not what she really looks like. That's what she looks like in my head. Like... Like the way he describes her. Like you got—you got to tell a girl she's beautiful until she sees it. Believes it. More than physically. Mentally. Like... It's just... It's so good. You know... I know, he, and obviously, knows what he's on about. It's just so good and so artistic and beautiful and bliss. And it just talks about love like it's Michelangelo or it's, I don't know, artists like it's someone painting a painting or it's um, some poet, some laureate or something writing a poem or Shakespeare. It talks about love like it's something else. And he's just a rapper from the ends from Streatham in London. His mum was on minimum wage, and his brothers go to prison. And he talks about love like this: like you gotta put it in levels. Like Shakespeare had, I mean, at his peak, had all the resources he could want. He had so so much stuff for him. I don't, I don't know if he did. I can't, I can't guarantee this, but I imagine he did. He had everything he wanted. He could have done anything. But Dave had nothing. He's writing on a bit of paper and a pen from like the corner shop. and He's talking like this, like. Actually, I don't know if he's. I don't know if it's like that because obviously he did a Drake feature before this. So, but the way he talks about it is just so baffling. Like, it's just so hard to explain. You have to listen to the song and hear it. It's like trying to describe colours to a blind person. You just can't do it unless you see them. It's so hard to explain. I'm trying to get the words across to you. It's beautiful. It's so clever and bliss, and oh, I love it like every word it just fits perfectly in like even it it's just so good it helped me through so many breakups like the way it ends as well because it's it's like a story like you follow the story of his relationship with this girl and like how it's different from others and how he thinks it's going to work and you start to believe that it's going to work as well and then suddenly it stops working and you can like you don't see it coming but you can understand why it stopped and you see it from his point of view. And then he he's, he's not like trying to vote again, and he can understand what he's done wrong. And it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Then it follows up with um, No Words. by featuring Mostak and that. I'm going to get into Samantha ahead of time. Samantha's not on here. It doesn't say where Samantha is. I know. I know they see me on the camera. I might link Samantha. Sam... Samantha, came out in 2017, so about the time of Game Over and Tequila, but it doesn't say when that was, which is weird, Um, so yeah, no words in Samantha, are on the same levels, they're just, they're madness, they're such good, like, Attitude calling me out, and want to know, on a different level, this is another level of pop song, like, Samantha has been the tune for my for waking up for as long as I can remember and it's been my favourite like I have favourite songs that change ever so often like change every couple of weeks and if someone asks me what my favourite song is I'll tell him the one that changes every couple of weeks or when I get bored of it like my favourite song at the moment is Grease by D- Drake and DJ Khaled but I need to talk about Drake as well I'll, I'll finish Dave and I'll do him next episode you'll have to listen to a part 2 for all of them. Um, but like the, my favorite song over, over, all, ever is Samantha. Such a good song. It's not even. It's not like artistic work, but it's just so good. It's just such a good song. It's not anything special. It's not like he's rapping really fast. He's got really good words. It's not like metaphors he uses, or similes or anything like. That. It's it, it's hard. It's just such a good song to me. I don't know why it is, but it, it might have just been like something it reminds me of, or I just listen to it everywhere, and it just reminds me of so much at once, and beautiful song. Same with no words, but less so. But it's the same kind of thing. And the last song I did on that, on that EP, was My 19th Birthday. Don't want to spoil it to you, but he, he spent it in a hospital. Um, And it's about, it's, it's similar to Panic Attack, but a, a lot slower. It's about his um, about um, losing his brothers because he says his brothers were like his best mates and like his friends, and how they obviously and how they obviously ended up in prison, and how that affected him. And then he starts talking about girls, and obviously after hearing how I met my ex, he, he starts talking about trying to find new girls and trying to like live his life. And then he starts to talk about fame as well, and how fame has affected him, and. It's just so good um, and obviously does a bit of like wagging as well but it's just it's like down to the bone it's core it's goody it's nitty but it's so artistic everything rhymes everything flows it's such a perfect song that's why Dave is the best artist on the planet man I can't describe how good he is he's the best 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 artist to ever exist and will ever exist like Michael Jordan in basketball is what he is in this Michael Jordan is a different subject I'll talk about shoes probably in the same episode I talk about celebrities as a separate episode I'll put that in my notes but our Dave is just the best I know, I know that sounds like one second I've got celebrities as a separate episode and Jordans as a separate episode Dave is just art, oh, he's beautiful he knows what he's doing he's got everything down to a T and like he can like in that song he talks about his mum and how he's giving all his money to his mum and how he doesn't want to help and like how, how it affects him like deep inside and mad he does the same with Hangman which is a 2018 song we're quite early in 2018 but yeah that's not as good oh the can just guy. How good of a song that is. Tequila was the next one he made. That again was on the same level as Attitude and um, Calling Me Out and Wanna Know. It was on that kind of level. 100 M's was a good song, but the only reason I love 100 M's is because I heard it twice, didn't hear it again for about a year, and then heard it the first time after a year and remembered every word perfectly. Like he stops it a bit of it and then I started at the same time he started I was like oh, oh sick gas too gas okay, that's why I love that song Hangman was another deep one that he made and that again hits me hard but at the end of it it's got like a long beat to it and don't like that a bit it's good for the music video but it's just not a good song I mean it's a good song but the ending like gets to me and that's just about like it's similar to Panic Attack but also not he's talking like because at the time everyone all the rappers talked about stabbing and shooting and how, the, how they're like this and I think he was one of the first to go well that's not what real road is like like obviously you've never been there if you think that's what like you're not just driving a, a Rolls Royce around the block and shooting someone and driving off again and smoking weed and then coming back and doing it over a day like Groundhog Day it's not like that he talks about all that the gritty stuff that you have to actually be on, like, the ends to experience and know that it's not a perfect life. And yeah, it's a good song. Paper cuts was the, the next one. That oh, was a dead song, to be honest. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. It was, might have been his worst song ever. Did not like it. Psychodrama. I'm not going to talk about the entire album because that is quite long. I'm going to talk about the main ones. Streatham was a song about his hometown. It was a nice song that was... It was on the same level as One and No and all of that, it was just above that. But it wasn't quite as good as Samantha No Word. It was just below Samantha No Words. it was a really good song. Black. Um, I can't lie to you. I know you can tell probably by my voice. I'm not black. I'm I'm a white English male. Like there's nothing special to me. But that song, man, it's so deep. It's so beautiful. So clever. It's just everything. Like it's, it really is. So I took another way. Then black the song, the piano on it is beautiful. Like it's his own piano work, and he just talks about being black, obviously, and and like what it's about. And I didn't realize any of this stuff because I don't experience any of this. But it's just it's so deep, and it just like I'm not a racist. I know, obviously, or people can assume that, but I'm really not. I didn't realise any of this and it's made me respect black people more if that makes sense like all this stuff it's just so deep like, this was before the Black Lives Matter protest not that it wasn't an issue before the Black Lives Matter protest it's been an issue for forever to be honest but this this was like, like before it's time because just after this everyone started making songs about it just as the Black Lives Matter protest hit if that makes sense not that people were making songs before but like the mainstream rapper songs weren't about this kind of thing, like, no one was talking about it, everyone was still talking about drugs and stuff. And now, at this point in time, as this was released, all the rappers were saying, like, not, not to stab people and not, and like, they're not about that life. Like, I think Drake said it, and H had said it, and things like that. Like, they, they don't actually do crime, like, it's not about it. And Dave has already moved on from that. Like Dave said that like a couple of years ago now. From, from this point in time, from 2019. Dave has said that two years ago when this was released. It was ahead of its time again. Like, so ahead of its time. And this song was just mad. That was so good. It was such a good song. It's difficult to explain. I think it's, um oh, that was location. Yeah, it was number three in his albums. In his songs, it was just after Streatham. Yeah, and then he really. I'm not gonna do Purple Heart. I don't do Psycho either. I'm more doing Purple Heart. I don't. They're good songs, but they're difficult to talk about, and I don't connect with them. Like I can, I've seen other people connect with them as songs, but I can't connect with them. I really can't. Uh, Then he did Location and Disaster with Burner Boy and J Horse. I think, I think I know Location's got J Five on it. I don't know if Disaster does. I don't know if it says in it at all it doesn't say I don't know I know Location's got J5 but those two songs really good songs they're above they're above I think they're I don't know where to put them in the ranking of his songs but they're just like singles that like are on their own if that makes sense like they work on their own oh his voices didn't mean to play that one Um, they just work on their own they are the same as Wanna Know and the same as all his other like pop songs not pop songs but like more media songs more like ones that more other people would listen to that you don't have to connect with to hear. but they're not they're just different they're their own breed and i love them they're just like like they like some of aj tracy's work that's what that's what they similarise to me i don't know how to explain them i'm not very good at this i shouldn't have started a podcast oh well uh screw face capital i'm talking about that one that that is very similar to streatham sometimes I get them confused but obviously they're different songs so not very often and that talks about the square face capital which is London for the UK that's not the capital of the USA I think the capital in the USA is Washington and that talks about like rap and drill and having fast cars and all that kind of stuff which he's already previously said that he's not into but it's like a he's like to prove that he can do drill if that makes sense I don't know if that makes sense we like to prove that he can do it as well and he talks about like his kind of stuff he puts like like everyone talk, everyone before this not everyone like not the big artist but loads of the middle and shorter artists all said the same things just different way rounds with different beats on like talk about like i'm in the field like like to say i'm in the field like a Pogba, pog am in the field like the field, like rap, i'm in the field like some football player like saying they're about and he he says it but he says it with a different thing, like as everyone was talking about making a million pound or making a thousand pound in like a minute he he wasn't talking about that, he was talking about how much taxes he has to pay and which is like obviously equates to the money, but he's he's thinking about it differently, if you get what I'm saying like he's on a he's on a different level. I'm not going to do environment because again, I didn't really connect with that one that wasn't my kind of thing. Psycho, Purple Heart, Environment, and Drama I did not connect with. They weren't my kind of music. I'm going to do Leslie though. Leslie was a mad one. It was a story that I didn't connect with because I, I, fortunately, no one I know or that I know well has had that happen to them. We've all been quite, not that it would happen to me, it happens to females mainly. It's a difficult one to talk about. Oh, we hit an hour. Um it's not happened to anyone I know and I can't connect to it. But I I get what you're saying, like I get the story behind it. It's similar to black. Like it's not happened to me because that's not unfortunate enough to don't know how to say it. It's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. I'm fortunate enough that not that I'm not a woman because that's not a bad thing being a woman. Unfortunate enough that it's not that I'm not in that situation where it might happen to me. I mean, it could still happen to me, but it's a lot less likely. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give up on that because that's difficult to talk about, and we'll move on to the next one. Um, Titanium and Mercury. There are two songs separate. I apologize about Leslie in voices, it's just difficult for me to talk about and be like politically correct if that makes sense I can't really get onto it I apologise for this being this long this is a very long podcast Titanium and Mercury were two songs he says at the end of Mercury songs that couldn't make, make it onto his album this is stuff that he couldn't make onto his album Titanium was a really clever song the lyrics on that they were so clever like like it needs its own genius just to understand it and he talks about like stainless steel platinum gold he goes up like, i got stainless steel i got platinum i got gold i got titanium i got gold i got titanium i got white gold like he says i got and then still manages to rhyme them while talking about different metals that they'd have that go like you'd have on your wrist or you'd have as jewelry it's like his way of bragging about them. Like everyone else just says that they've got a Rolex or they've got a Daytona or an AP. Or they've got this fat chain. But he's saying that he's got platinum and white gold and titanium and stainless steel. Like he's not saying what he's actually got. He's saying that he's got them. Like he's on another level of bragging. This again was like... Um, I can't remember the name of the song now. I'm getting lost here. It was like... Um, Scrooge... Yeah, it was like Screwface Capital, and that he's bagging, but he's bagging in his own way. And that like, he says he's got, he was enticing Fury's his party, and obviously he talks about Fado because this was just after Money Talks, and that's one of the ones he does. And he does, he did Funky Friday with Fado as well. I didn't talk about that song, that got number one in the charts. It was the first ever UK rap song to hit number one in the charts. Oh my. God god you should have seen how excited I was I punched the ceiling and there is still to this day a dint in my hallway on the ceiling from when I heard it got number one I was painting the hallway when it was on on it was on radio one I was listening to the charts because I knew it was going to get high and I heard that another song got number two I jumped in there and smacked the ceiling and ran around I covered the floor in paint which I had to wash off and there's still a dint in the ceiling uh, but I did finish the paint on the wall if anyone wants to know so happy, I've never been so happy in my life so good like oh, beautiful I felt so happy for Dave, like, I must have celebrated hard, harder than Dave actually did but yeah, back on to Titanium, he talks about Fado a lot, and obviously it's not a very long song, it's only two minutes long two minutes and uh, eight seconds but he repeats the chorus but he repeats the chorus in like a different way Um in the middle if that makes sense and Mercury was a really deep song I connected with that one but I didn't connect well like it was a weird weird connection <sighs> yeah like like it's one of them one ones where you'd have to take the connection out blow it leave it for half seconds then put it back in again like it, it wasn't a very good connection but I, I felt it a little bit and then went on to his last album I'm so sorry this has been an hour an hour and a bit madness right we're gonna do every song in this we're gonna smash them quite quickly and i'll let you get on with your day i'm joking i'm gonna spend so long on some of these songs please feel free to click off the video give it a like give it a thumbs up give it a heart a smiley face give whatever you want to give it just don't give it negativity if you want to debate in the comment start again if you want to debate in the com com if you want to like diss me and say that I've done something wrong, then feel free. Just let me know and I'll I'll debate back at you and we can have a scrap or something if you wanna. That's a joke. I'm not scrapping any of you. That's a joke. I'm joking. Um. Yeah, we're all alone in this together. I don't know where to begin. Number one, I've got the T-shirt. I've got the DVD, the CD twice. Is it CD or DVD? the music one whichever one the music one is at, i think that's the cd i want to say dvds is the film one i've got that twice uh i've got the psychodrama top as well i didn't mention that but oh pardon me it's not even that late it's only half two when i'm filming this if you're also listening to this at half two just know we're connected somehow because this is an hour long so if you're listening to this at half two as well you must have started at the same time i started this and listen to this as I'm talking about this. If you happen to be listening to this on the 14th of October, then message me uh, with some proof, and I'll send you some money, or I'll do something impressive because that that is really impressive if you are 14th of October, half on your side. It's not half two. It'd be beautiful. Don't cheat either. I, actually, no, I can't. I can't give you anything because I don't know that it, I don't know if you've already listened to this. Then come back to it. Yeah but we'll start with all this together starts off, he talks about being an immigrant and how um, he used to be um, and how he's innocent and how he doesn't do anything and then it gets into um, talking about like um, how how he's got so much money and how he's obviously had to lift his family up because um, what's the point of being rich if your family isn't, it's like flying first on a crashing plane or something like that, but he gets it to rhyme. What's the point if you, your family ain't or something like that? Ain't and plain clearly rhyme. Anyway, no, they don't. Yeah, it depends how you say it, but you got them to rhyme. Bills ain't, depends, plain. Maybe it's depends and plain that rhyme. No, it doesn't rhyme either. I don't know. I'm reading this wrong, but he gets it to flow and it's awesome. Oops. Mic malfunction. Then one second. There we are back. All right. Yeah, and and then it goes into just before the, just as he goes, you know, all alone in this together, right? It goes into about um uh, about him being on a movie, and it looks like he's filming a movie, and saying about his Aston Martin because he's got a Aston Martin dealership deal as we find that like, in Clash which I'll get to on in a second and this is my favourite verse out of any song ever 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 starts with um, I had dreams of doing architecture or sitting for a Harvard lecture I don't know how he gets ec- architecture to rhyme with anything he gets it to rhyme with lecture and spectre and then pressure and measure and then goes date and game to rhyme and face and it's mad yeah, I, I love this bit, it's so clever. It's so fast, and he it, it, it speaks fast, but when m- most people speak fast, it goes all like mumbly. But he says it so clearly and so perfect. And then my favourite bit of it all, it goes because the pa- passes Gammaroni, watches a classic groaning, sacred, matrimony, alimony, aquamoni san- santorini, lamborghini, and then it goes the cheeses, cheddar, mozzarella, fettuccine, and the only aim. Like he's saying how he's living this awesome life, like like I was saying before, he's on a different level of bagging. He's saying he's got instead of saying that he's rich, he's saying the different cheeses he has that make him rich, like he's off it. I know Wolf rappers do this as well. I'm not just saying Dave is the only one that does this, but yeah, and then it goes sad for a second um about. Oh. About two minutes in, two and a half minutes into the song, so about halfway through it, Um he talks about how he got a message from a kid saying that he wanted to kill himself. That the kid wanted wanted to kill himself, and then he says me and him got more in common saying that. He also wants to kill himself, and he goes deep and like, I've, I wasn't in that situation he was in with the two bedroom flat with seven people living, not like, having share beds with his mum, and when he was only little and and everything like that, but. Um. Yeah, like I don't. I've never been there. I, I, I relate to it so much. Like I said, it's hard to explain unless you actually got to find someone, find an artist, and I respect if you've done it. If you man, if you've managed to find an artist, I don't care if it's in rock or anything else. I I'd love that it's in rap. I hope you listen to it because it's in rap. Otherwise, you have just wasted now an and ten minutes of your life. Now you've wasted now an and ten minutes of your life. Um. Like. I wasn't there, but if you relate to him like this, like I relate to him so much, I love him so much, and like when he talks about all this shit you've been feeling, you've been feeling with me, we all took the wrong turns on different streets, we all cried in the same tears on different cheeks, like oh, I love him so much, I, I, I relate to it so much. I don't know how to explain it to you. I don't know how to like like I was I felt like I was there I felt like he's saying that to me personally like he's talking to me and like I just love him he's the best artist to ever exist ever like on God on anything on whatever you believe in on my life on my on my pets on my mum on anything he's the best artist ever to ever exist ever I will get somebody else on this podcast who thinks differently and an hour and 11 minutes in you will realise I am right. The, the, whoever wants to come on this podcast and debate this with me, I am right, and I know I'm right because Dave is the best artist ever, 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 man. It's hard. It's so hard to explain, but he just is. Um, like he talks about God, and oh, it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. And then it goes into verdansk and in the there's Verdansk, Verdance and in the fire clash I'll talk about Verdance in the fire in one go but clash he did, he released before all this came out with Stormzy and Stormzy and Dave I've been waiting for that collaboration for so long when Psychodrama came out um in the start of 2020 before coronavirus happened he lived um he won the award. I think it was in February 2020. Honestly, it was like the 14th or 15th or something. Quite early. It was when COVID was a thing, but it wasn't really a thing. Like, it was on the news, but it wasn't lockdown worthy, like no one else had locked down. I am mem- actually, separate now. I'm I'm so sorry, this is so long. I remember seeing a video on Sky News, I think it was, of the Chin- people in China Um. Making like setting their own cars on fire and making walls to their villages so people couldn't get into their village because they were so scared of COVID. And like that was on that was like back in like January. I'm talking like way before because if you live in the UK, you had a lockdown in March. I don't know how everyone else did it. Some countries towards the east of the map were before, but most countries were just after that or about around, around that time. But that's when I knew it was big when people were setting their cars on fire and pointing pointing guns at reporters to get tell them to get away. And yeah, and I remember and I remember seeing a couple of nights later a video of a dude who set off from set off from China and managed to drive all the way to France before he was stopped and said, This is how fast COVID can travel Like and like he stopped off in like markets and stuff. He could have spread it, he could have been the one that spread it to be honest, but I remember seeing that video. I can't. It might have not have been on Sky. that might have been lying. It might be on BBC or ITV or something. But it was on YouTube. I remember watching it. But anyway, back back to my story. When Dave met Stormzy and Lewis Capaldi at the Brits, they did an interview for MTV. It's gone viral. It did go viral. Big interview where. Um, Dave is getting interviewed and he hands Stormzy the microphone and runs off a second and then Lewis Capaldi comes in and it's Stormzy, Dave and Lewis Capaldi just talking and getting drunk and vibing for ages and Stormzy and Dave were the goats they are the goats they're the best ever never mind Drake, can you wear so literally anyone else to me Drake is the bait ball actually but to me Dave and Stormzy and maybe Drake are the, and maybe Captain Conan actually especially Crept the best people ever and seeing Stormzy and Dave together was just different levels and then I knew they had to make a song and now all this time later they came back with Clash so exciting I remember seeing the trailer and jumping up getting excited Like, like this is my livelihood this is what I love listening to and this is what helps me get through everything I've got going on mentally and all my stresses and my pressure and everything it just helps to know that someone's out there if that makes sense like I feel like he's talking to me. That's really weird. Never mind. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. Yeah, when Clash came out, like that again is talking in a different language. Like, where Alexa's got more than one, Jordan 4's or Jordan 1's. And like, like he talks about it so well. I'll do the chorus of this song quickly. Yeah, saying like, because some of the things I didn't understand, I understand now. And I'll explain them to you because some people don't understand him. Like, he goes... Rolex well, has got more than one Jordan four or Jordan one, saying that you can't decide because you've got too many pairs of each. Rolex well, has got more than one. He's got a lot of Rolexes, uh, obviously. My AP costs 31mm 41. Now, I thought he meant 41mm as in like a gun. But a 41mm would be a cannon or a giant artillery shell because that would be massive. But he means um, he means the size of his AP, the size of his watch it's 41mm and if you go on the website or if you go to buy one that is one of the big, bigger sizes you get a more expensive size and then he says stick him up with a stick stick he drew the shorter one you can't short me one where he's saying whoever draws because they have shorter like sticks that you all have I don't know if anyone else did this as a kid you'll get sticks that all lined up and everyone grabs one and whoever's got the shortest stick has, is the loser and he's saying that it was just unlucky that he was the one that got stabbed, he was the one that got hit with the stick or got shot. The stick is to shoot, it could also be a knife. Said he's sticking him sticking him up with a stick, which is to put the gun up to him, and it just happens that he drew the shortest stick saying that he's he's the unlucky one that got robbed. Like and then he says, um in the club with the shortest one, lightest one, Georgia one. One is obviously the vine word in that. On my mind, Georgia one. Georgia Smith has got a song called "On My Mind," and she fits the description of a uh, lighty and the shortest one. That looking for the the type of girl that he's after, and he goes, "Crocodile bag, I bought a one. Vegan thing, I saw a lot of one. Cause on, I want to say it's Versace, but it might not be Versace. It might be Louis Vuitton or something like that. They've got a bag that is made of crocodile skin and diamonds, and it was it's like a very popular bag, and he's saying. That, um, he bought the bag for a girl, and he's saying that, that he's saying that the girl doesn't put the work in, he's saying whoever he bought it for doesn't want to put the work, work in to have the bag, saying that she's a vegan, she won't, she won't have the bag. She won't get the, go out and get the bag herself. Um, but he's saying that he, he, he will do it, and he will go out and get the money to get the bag. Like, get the bag, as in this actual bag, and get a bag, as in slang term for money and they're saying freaks have got more than one Her daddy and daughter one, Tory putting in labour so Jeremy Corbyn one because Jeremy Corbyn obviously changed from Tory to labour but he's saying that he, he's he got a posh girl got a posh girlfriend who likes to be a freak like she's a posh girl and she's putting in the work, putting in the labour and then he's saying awkward one as in Um it's awkward that Jeremy Corbyn changed just a rhyme it. and he goes, Waste me there, wait hair, Tortoise One and it and then it, it goes on and on and on. And that's yeah, that's the chorus of it actually. I was gonna do more of it but that's the chorus. And then in the fire and Vedansk are very similar songs. Um in the fact that they're they're, they're on their own level. Like location and disaster was its own level. Samantha and No Words was their own level. Vedansking the fire own levels and I think Gets Meeks in order Fado Meeks Gets and Giggs in a song together is mad and then not having them down as a feature having other people down as a feature but not having them down as a feature which proves how goated he is like he doesn't need to put their names down and people will still listen to it I think Travis Scott's been doing it and everyone does that now I can't it on his new album Travis Scott's done it when he's had Drake as a feature Drake's done it on his everyone's done it but he should not put their names down which is sick. Oh, yeah, they're like, not the they're not the OGs, but they're some of the top people in grime and he's saying he's proven it's still part of the culture by having them down, and they all rap about different things. So that's a difficult song to discuss. The dance is named after the map in Cod Warzone, and everyone played Warzone during lockdown. Like it, it was it was before Among Us and before whatever that other game was called. That everyone used to play the little marshmallow people that used to race each other and used to be able to grab hold of me like foxtail ones and like it's just a really colourful game, rubbish games everyone used to play Warzone back, back in the day it was um, um start again Warzone, the map in that was called Verdansk, that was the map that you played, like you, you went around in Verdansk and that's what he's talking about and he's talking about like being part, being part of that, and he's also referring to the fact that Verdansk is like London in the fact that everyone's dying and there's so many the stabbings and shootings and stuff. But it's, it's it's more of an upbeat song that one. Free Rivers, System, and Lazarus. I didn't really get behind. I didn't get behind Law of attraction either. But I've kept them because I'm going to see them. And if we if I do this again, I I will talk about them and tell you what they're about. I'm sorry, I don't understand them both sides of the smile was probably the best song out of this whole thing it's about his love life similar to how i met my ex but not and he talks about um uh, like how how girls how women are so good and how they're beautiful and how they help you out and anything and then it goes into a bit about um I don't know who plays the voice, but it's apparently a famous person. I can't tell you who it is off the top of my head. It goes into a bit where it's a woman. It says, where it's, he says, um, I don't want to argue in this car I'm in. And then she hits me with that, and then it switches to a woman's voice. Well, I don't want to get why you would want me to be your wife, Ian. It goes into what he's done wrong. Um and then it goes back, and then it goes back into the, and then after she's talked, it's kind of slowly fades out, but her arguing back about what Dave's done wrong, and he knows he's done it wrong, because he's kept it in obviously, and then it, it goes back out, and then a new beat starts, still on the same song, a new beat starts, like an entire new song starts, but on still on the same song, still relates to it a little bit, and then it goes, and then he starts a different subject, like, both sides of the smile. Like that's a sad bit of the smile, and this is the other side of the smile. It's so poetic. I don't know why people don't understand that. It goes in like, um, I just came up to the to the area I grew up, and they can't even see the engine, but from the they can't even see the car, but from the engine, they know it's me. Beautiful song. Oh, I love it so much. I'm gonna have to play it in a minute. Everyone's coming home soon. I'm not. My little brothers are coming home from school soon obviously I'm not at school because I'm recording this I don't go to school anymore I'm older than that now um, so I'm going to have to play it before they come home but it's such a good song Like he, he talks about um, one of my favourite lines it's another favourite line that he's ever done ever he goes um, um, I, grew, I grew up seeing mum count pen- pennies like having to count pennies because she's so poor and she can't afford the train tickets like she's just pulling out the littlest bit of change to try and get there and then he's saying that's what he, used, he grew up with and now he's in LA with the open sea, saying he's on the other side of the thing and he goes they both feel like things I wasn't supposed to see like he's saying he shouldn't have had that horrible life but the other time that he's had this horrible life so how how is he seen LA like you either have one or the other you don't see both but he's saying he shouldn't have seen either like um, and then he talks about his girlf- his ex-girlfriend where he talks about we both argue to the rhythm of a broken beat to the beat, beat of a broken heart and like how lovers grow apart and just talks about how happy he was with her and what he did wrong and then he goes into like talking about um, how he got the name Santan which he talked about in an interview quite a while ago but he, he said a different reason he said, like, all oh, my mates just used to nickname us on what banks we used to go for. But then he goes, in this song, he says, um, come off drugs, drugs and bank scams. How do, do, do you think I got the name Santan? Because his name is Santan Dave. Even though I've been referring to him as Dave, he is Santan Dave, the GOAT, the legend. The... On everything, he is the best, the best, best, best person ever jeez honestly oh I almost clicked stop then Um, and then he goes into like talking goes back into his girlfriend and how he wanted a wedding ring and how he'd bought a how he'd bought a house and then he just repeats it feels like my well, luck's been running out like he's falling off a bit which is going to the other side of the smile Um, yeah and that ends that song there the next one was 20 to 1 look at the time it's 20 to 1 I think twenty to one was such a clever name because he says it as in the time twenty to one, saying that it's really early in the morning, and then he says he's he's hunting for someone, and he says if he catches them then it'll be twenty to one, as in he's already hit them nineteen times and they've only hit him one time, and he's going to catch them again to get twenty twenty times to one, and then Fred's driving. I'm driving a Mercedes, and um, and the police are behind me, odds on my freedom are 20 to 1, which is a different way to look at it saying that he's not very, the odds are very unlikely for him to get him out and then he goes back to the one about he's already hit them 19 times and he goes, I'll make a call I'm getting him touched, 20 to 1, 20 to 1 and yeah, and then this song starts and then the first verse is mainly about um. is mainly about like the streets but he says one line which hit me quite recently where he goes, um, I told my girl we can't be together anymore. She's crying that something I hated to see. I really just distugg- I really struggled to stay on my feet. I'm looking for her and a lady I meet. Like saying about how he broke up with his girlfriend, but she's he broke up with his girlfriend but she's the kind of person he's he's looking for in a in his next girlfriend. Like he doesn't understand why he's broken up with her. I mean obviously he does, but he doesn't. And then he says, i have got to do letters that you're going to see if you're someone that won in a way in a beef. Which is fast, but it's also so clear at the same time, like he's goaded. And then he goes back into the chorus. And the second bit was quite similar. It talked about like girlfriends and streets and that again. And then he goes into like, um, through the pressure it's tough to live, through the, wires, through the walls, through the sea, through the earth, through the war, through the fire the death, through the birth, through the pleasure, through the pain through the drought, through the way, through the dark, through the day through the love, through the hate and then he goes back into the chorus and I don't like that bit, that bit I always skip because I don't like it and it was Heart Attack, which is a follow on from the Panic Attack song that I was talking about about half an hour ago now so sorry if you still listen to this realistically, just go away I just like talking to myself um, talks Heart Attack and this starts off really well, like the amp you got to listen to this song to understand you've got to put two airpods in or have decent headphones and you stand there and you feel like an ambulance is going around you and it's got news crew in the background like you feel like as you, like you close your eyes you can imagine the news crew are stood in front of you talking about knife crime and how horrible it is and then talks about and then with the ambulance in the background and it's like really deep talking about that Just again on his good good side Um. Of like not believing in knife crime, thinking that it's bad, but then he goes, um, check what my young dudes are carrying. It's played the same length as a javelin, but you know that it's fucked when he's travelling And we see him saying that he's um, he was part of the gang. This song talks about. This is really similar to Panic Attack. It talks about so many different things. It talks about like politics and talks about literally everything, and like knifeing people. he talks about his girlfriend and how how can he uh, he protect her if he can't even protect her, her from himself and um, talking about drugs and bullets and he he like brags about it in a different way like, like, like I said before it's a si- different brag but he goes back to talking about um, but at the same time as bragging about it he's also saying that you shouldn't do it that it's bad to do like he says right at the end I'm going to scroll down the lyrics here he says something like, like, the onomatopoeia are, that line was so good. He said something like, "then the onomatopoeia goes, when I see it in free skills, whatever he says. And then he talks about all the places he's been, like, he goes, I done Wandsworth, Elstow, Visitor, I done Spring Hill, Grenfell, Swenfell, Whitemore, Swellside, Brixton, Visitor. Um, he said, and and yeah, at the end, as I was saying before, he goes, "Road isn't ain't no amazing life. Jail's just full of snakes. Like, um, the end's just full of snakes. Like, saying that when, when you're actually there, everyone's just trying to snitch on you. And if you end up in jail, it's just a waste of your time. You've just wasted your life. Um, and then he goes like, people tell you that it's the best thing ever, but they leave out the bit where you're burying your friends because your friends have died and you cry him." or you're left in jail wondering who's who's taking your girlfriend, what's happened to your life outside, and you can't do anything about it. And I still haven't figured out what he means by the bit where he goes, um, when I was born I was in intensive care, when we fell down the stairs, whether I was going to live or not was something, un- something uncertain. I used the word fell with the commas inverted, means she didn't fall down the stairs, but I hadn't figured out if she got pushed or she jumped down the stairs. I haven't quite figured that bit out. Or if she actually went downstairs at all. Or it's like a metaphor. And yeah, that's in that song. Survivor's Guilt," Very similar to Heart Attack, but also not. Talks about different things. But talks about him as a survivor. Like him surviving, being part of the... Being part of gangs and being part of that. Like his six paths, like you said at the start. It goes all the way back. This is the last song on his last album it links all the way back to his first song on his first album which was Six Paths and it it joins all the way back in this, saying that he's survived all this stuff and out of all the paths he could have taken, this was the best one he talks about his anxiety and how he overthinks it and I'm really overthinking this, I understand that Um, uh, because he's lived this life that he hates living this life because he's already had to bury some of his friends and he knows what that's like like he talked about in his last song and he talked about in some of his older songs and this relates because his um, because Panic Attack was on the Six Paths album and that was one of the that was the second song never mind never mind that never mind my trainer thought then I was wrong I was going to say that it was the second song in and the second to last song in this one and then this relates to the first song in that one but it just does a massive loop and this joins back to that and anxiety and how it makes him feel and how his life is and honestly this song made me cry, I can't lie to you I've cried about 7 times in the last 10 years and this song made me cry it's the only song that's ever made me cry I've had in- stuff that has happened like stuff that's happened that's deep and then I've not cried and then I've played a song and that's made me cry but I blame that on the incident this was the only time that everything was going great or well, not great but it was going okay-ish and I just heard this song and I just started crying and yeah I cried when I watched Infinity War as well to be honest the first time I don't quite know why I cried that. I think I was just tired and stressed in general but this honestly it just hit so hard and so close to home and like if I ever talk to anyone about mental health I'll have to wing up this song and like I can't describe it I can't describe how i feel but like this whole podcast i've been trying to describe stuff and not being able to say the words but somehow these artists can say the words and i don't get how they do it like i don't get how they how they stand there and they can say these words and i can't think of the words to say and not only do they say the words but they get them to rhyme and fit in and like structure it and have metaphors and similes and Comment and have proper sentences, and it all rhymes and it fits and it flows. And not only are flowing, but they're being clear when they're saying the words. It's an art form, it's an absolute art form. It's beautiful. And anyone who doesn't believe in rap and doesn't think it's good, you should go away. I don't want to listen to you, I don't want to hear about you. You don't understand. You haven't been there. You haven't, you don't even have to have been there. You don't have to have been to Brixen and Swellside and Winfor, visitor. You don't have to have done that. You don't have to have taken M Way trips that you wish you never did. Like you just have to listen to the song and actually hear the words before you before you judge the culture, before you try and hear what is being said, before you judge me, before you judge anyone, anyone who stands there with a puffer coat on in the rain doing what they do. You don't understand it. You have to be there, and I know it's so easy for me to say that you don't understand, but you really don't understand it unless you're actually there. You have to be there to see it, if you get what I'm saying. And these songs. Me, mean you don't have to be there because you can just listen to the song and deep the words and then you've got what it is if you get what I'm saying like yeah it's hard to explain it's really hard to explain but yeah thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far I love you just if I'd let you know if you really have made it this far and you've not made it this far because Dave's heard this and he's tweeted out at you or someone's heard this If you if you've genuinely made it this far just because you really wanted to listen to this or you saw this and had nothing better to do then I love you and if Davis has tweeted this or Jake or Cadet, not the Cadet no that's wrong, or Crept or anyone else that I've talked about, if anyone has tweeted this or uh, you've been told to watch this from someone else if you've been told to watch this from someone famous and it's different but if you've been told to watch this by a friend and I love your friend I love you, I love anyone that's Made it this far, it doesn't even matter actually. If you've wasted an hour and a half of your life listening to me waffle on about stuff that I claim to be an expert in, and I love you, I really do. Thank you for listening. This has been the rap game, that's wrong. It's been the rap theory. I'm sorry if I said the rap game at the start, but I can't redo really this now. It's been the rap theory. Thank you for listening. Peace, goodbye, love you all. Yo, 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 welcome to the first ever episode of the Rap Fairy Podcast, probably the best podcast in the world. In this podcast we're going to be talking about rap, grime, drill, hip-hop, you name it, American, English, Irish, everything. I'm not talking French because the only French one is French the kid and he's dead, but let's get into it, you know. Today I'm just going to be starting it off nice and easily. I've got a list of about 100 artists and I'm just going to be ranking them. And if this goes into two parts, it goes into two parts. We'll see how it gets. You know, it is what it is. Starting off the list, straight off, A92. So does be my artist? This is a group technically. They're not a group. They're a band. Whatever they call themselves, A92. They are one in the Irish scene right now. With 92 degrees was their album in 2020. One of the best albums in 2020, in my opinion. I'm going to be saying that a lot because there was a lot of good albums in 2020. But yeah. They were running the scene back then. I don't there's only a couple of songs in that album that I liked. But they're a drill up drill group. And they're running it. Yeah, they've got um I don't even know what the name of their show is, but they've got Kebs, haven't they? He's producing and it's just Madness. I don't even think his name's Kebs, but I I know everyone knows what I mean. Them ones. Next on the list we've got Abba I don't think he's made an album and if he has made an album I apologize. I've just been listening to his songs one at a time. He's part of OFB, which are, OFB are better than A92, and if you disagree with me, just click off this video right now, I'll just dip, go away, don't want to listen to you, don't want to hear you in the comment, comments, it's dead. Yeah, Abba is just his own little person, isn't he? he's doing what he does, I, the first time I heard Abba was on the Robbery Remix, with Crept Conan, and that was mad, Crept and Conan are on different levels to them, but we'll get to them soon. And yeah, he's leading it. He's one of the most prominent members of OFB, along with Bando OK, K, Double LZ. I think RZ is falling off a bit recently, but we'll get into that later. And Heddy One, obviously, but Heddy One doesn't really claim OFB; he's just part of them. Next on the list is H. Technically, call me H. Flies in the place. Um, he's got two albums that I know of. He might have done more before that, but I've been I've listened to Polaroise wise and H2O and that was a mad album he's got Daily Duppies, they've all got Daily Duppies, everyone's got one of them and he knows what he's doing his recent song was Party Around My Place with Avellino the first time I heard H was Keisha and Becky I think in the remix with T.O.Main and Ross Millions song but Tilmaine and Ross Millions we'll get into them later they're at different levels as well H is bet- probably better than all the people I've mentioned so far I'd probably be able could have an A9 too uh, he did remember make it shake bust down strike a pose, rain, he's got the lot he knows what he's doing, he did that song of radio Tracy as well He's just mad, he knows what he's doing and he doesn't claim to be like a prisoner or a gangster or anything he's just li- living his life as he is he doesn't say the M word or he says nice and clean I apologise about my voice, I've got a bit of a cold going on but everyone has this time of year so we roll with it uh next on the list is AJ Tracy. AJ Tracy is the name of his album. He had Secure the Bag and Flu Game. Flu Game was more of an EP. I'm just going to call them all albums because I get lost with the difference between a album and a. um uh, whatever it's called. An album and an EP and a mixtape and all that. I'm just calling them all albums, except it. AJ Tracy, in my opinion, Lad Book Grove. Best song he's ever done ever. Madness. Probably the best thing he'll ever do that's a lot. i could do better i oh, made the recent one summertime shootout is that the one with t painting yeah it was yeah he did lab book grave mad song and yeah he did tiago silver oh tiago silver is different levels pardon me um oh yeah tiago silver is on another level um one day i'm i'm going to see dave in february 2021 I'm not telling you what date because then you'll know where I'll be but he's in loads in February and I'm going to see him on one of those days. And I really want to get up and sing August Silver. do AJ Tracy's part like Alex did in um, whatever it was called. That's it. Rain was the name of AJ Tracy's song with Take Ethan H. Mad song. That owned the charts for a bit. Lab Grove was mad as well. And obviously he's done collabs with everyone. Because AJ Tracy's just about he's about the life in it. I don't think he really claims to be a prisoner or anything like that. He might do, but I don't think he has been to prison. If he has, that's probably cap. Being realistic. I'll um, oh, just click on him then. Then you've got Rd. He's new to the scene. hes I don't think he's had a mixtape out on album or anything. Um, he was obviously found on the Body Remix. Everyone saw that on, when he was around on TikTok. Doing whatever he said about Johnny's and that. You know what I'm on about. You know what I mean. Everyone saw it all over TikTok. And then he did. Um, I think Six Ham in Brighton was his next song. Yeah, I think he did Six Ham in Bite By- No, he did Oliver Twist was his next song. Then Six Ham in Brighton, and then he did Jiggy, and then he's got Widdit with R D and Wasted with Digger D. And he's becoming part of the scene. Fumes the engineer. That's the name of the one, the Irish one. I think he's Irish. I think Fumes is Irish. But I see him with A92 quite a lot. So I don't know if I've just had a couple or I see the same one over and over again. I apologise if Fumes isn't Irish, but I think he's to do with them. Yeah, um He's on it, isn't he? Uh, RD is new to the scene, but he knows what he's doing, he's gonna get big, he knows he's gonna get big. Realistically, he knows what he's doing. Um next on the list is A Star. Scouse Manic, or whatever he is. No one's really heard of A Star to be honest, but I rate him. I really do rate him. He's got he's got What's his biggest song? Um he's got he's on a song with gigs, he does a lot with Gigs, he's been with Digger D. He's just out there a bit, isn't he? Uh I've rated his album from this year. It was a good album, it came out right at the start of this year, like back back in January. It's quite early. And yeah. He's um not he's not really about the life. And he's he's scout, so he talks with a scouse accent. I can't do a Scouse accent, you know what I mean? He's about that. Yeah, next on my list is Bando K O F B O N O N. No Whating Already, that's how could you know what I mean? Bando K is is always with double L Z. No matter what song he does, he's always with double L Z. Basically always with double L Z. Um he knows what he's doing, obviously. He's I think he's the leader of O F B, might not be the leader. But in my opinion he's the leader of F B. And then the biggest group in London. And then um yeah. Obviously knows what he's doing. Next on my list, I've got Double LZ, even though that's a D. But same again for them. They're on top. They're leading the biggest group in the UK. The biggest rap group in the UK. I'll get on to some American artists in a minute. But it's just like it's going at the moment. All UK-based. They're leading the biggest group in the UK. They're on top. They know what they're doing. I've not really heard much from them recently, so I don't know if they're planning an album. Because when an artist goes, an artist normally releases a couple of singles. Goes quiet for a bit release some more singles Goes quiet And then he, he just goes dead And plays nothing Like Drake did And Dave did And then they'll post something On their Instagram So you know something's coming or, Like t- Everyone tweets normally I don't do Twitter Because it's just It's full of rubbish you, you struggle to pick anything out from it And then they'll just They'll just like post an Instagram picture And that's when you know It's coming Like That's when you know An album's coming and then and then, like you know two or three Instagram pictures afterwards or couple, like a week afterwards you know they'll post the dates for it sometimes they post the features before they post the dates like I think gigs or gets one of them had like pictures of all the people that were going to be on his album before he um, released the album name and everything like that I think he did that older but that's how I remember it Blueface Blueface knows what he's doing obviously they all know what they're doing I have to say that his most famous song was Totiana but You know what I mean Totiana, whatever it was um, Yeah, he's done some songs with the plug He's been with J1, he's American But his, his name is Blueface because of American money I don't know why everyone refers to American money as Blueface Because I don't think there was any I might be wrong there, I'm, I might just be making it up but I'm pretty certain it's all green Unless it's to do with like the richest ones or something I don't know. Everyone says it, and I know. I know they mean like they've got loads of money. If you've got, a, if you blue face, what is it to do with your watch or something like diamonds? No idea. But I know what it means. I know what they're on about, but I don't know what it means. If that makes sense. Yeah. Next on my list is Boogie with A Hoodie. His best album, in my opinion, was his artist 2.0. Actually, Hoodie S Z N or sneeze or whatever it is. Hoodie Swerving whatever it was that album in 2019 2018 what it was probably his best um, his best album he did Drowning with Kodak Black that one got really big in 2017 he did Artist 2.0 in 2020 his 2018 album I travelled to Italy um, or was it Austria I want to say it was Austria I travelled to Austria or Italy I went, I went to both of them I went skiing and on one of them he released his album just before I went and I sat on the coach listening to it and every time I listen to it I, I, I can see myself on that coach still like, I can feel it like I'm still there I love that album yeah he's got some songs he pops make he's about but he's not I think he's falling off a little bit from being real Artist 2.0 I think Artist on its own Um, I'll google it quickly I'll search I think Artist on its own didn't come out till came out in 2019 and he only released the second one so there's a big gap between his first album and his second album. I don't know if it, it was a year. Oh, Artist Day Boogie. Um, no, they were both released in 2020. That's me lying. Yeah, they both released in 2020. He just, there was just a big gap between them because on Artist 2.0 there are so many more songs. There's a massive amount more songs, and a lot of them are really good. And then he re- redid some of his original songs, and yeah. Next I've got Bugsy Malone. Oh my days, let's go let's let's start on Bugsy Malone, why not? Bugsy Malone, obviously. He's had King of the North, he's done Resurrection, he's done Walk With Me, he's done Facing Time, Be Inspired. Bugsy Malone's about his part of the scene. I was gonna go and see him. Apparently not apparently his biggest song is Body with remix, but obviously that, that now in number one, so yeah memory lane beauty in the beast men through the nights one moving are uh, all his songs beautiful absolutely beautiful and he's actually about it as well like when he tells his stories it's just oh, just feel it even if you weren't there are oh, kilos as well with h like Bungie him alone tells stories like nothing else but he can also sing on a normal song or that like it's pop as well like he knows what he's doing he's got it down he's owns all his mu- music as well he's got his um, B Malone um, clothing band whatever it's called love a bit of that yeah he knows what he's doing I was going to go and see him but my tickets I don't know if they've been refunded or I don't know but I, I was supposed to go and see him like yesterday or something in yeah I think it was yeah, no. today is the 14th of October it was the 12th of October I was supposed to go and see him Uh, do a meet and greet, but I couldn't make it. So, I asked for a refund from the ticket company. So, I don't know if that's going through. And if they are, Bugsy Malone, love you for more. Not that he controls any of that. Yeah. Bugsy Malone knows what he's doing. He's, he talks like, I mean, obviously, he was actually there. Like, you find things out about his life as he's going. And even if you weren't there, you just relate to them, like, it's hard to explain. I should probably get better explaining if I've got a podcast. He's next level. He's so, so good. He's just so, so, so talented and so clever and everything, what he does. If that makes sense. And then his new album, um Resurrection, I want to say it was called, yeah. So he fell off his bike and he talks about his new stuff. I thought this album was going to have nothing on it because obviously he's not done, he's already told us all about his life. But he's found more stuff. I don't know if he's done a daily duppy or anything like that. I don't know if he's about all that kind of stuff... Because some artists do all the daily duppies And they do... Fire in the booth... And, and that's how they get big to start with... But I think he's just gone up... The olden way... And oh Like his new stuff about Warma... Like he's still... I say he's not about the streets anymore... But he still is... Like he's still doing stuff... He's still about... Like he's not just stopped... That's another thing about Band OK... And Double LZ... They're always still about like... A lot of rappers... Once they get big, they stop going out in the streets, and that's respected of them. Like it's, it's kind of part of the rap culture and grime, like UK grime culture, to not be a bad boy anymore. You get respected more if you like, like H and Dave and Stormzy. They're not out anymore. They're, they're inside. They're just doing their business. They're not bothering with going out in the streets and dealing or running around for the chances of getting shot. Like they're trying to teach the youth that you don't need that to be big even though that's how they all started but you just don't and I think that's respected a lot at the moment a lot more than it was like, in okay, about 5 years or so you, you told someone you weren't going out in the streets they'd laugh at you like, you can't be a rapper but now it's respected quite a bit it's it's changed a bit and I think it's like I don't quite know the words it's like, like not caring I don't know how to explain it but it's just mad that people prefer it if you've not been out in the streets but personally, I I think it's good if you still are out. Not that I think that everyone should be out, because I think it's better that everyone's in. But you can't really be making rap songs about just like it. It just gets a bit dry after a while. H did it best, but after that, you can't just talk about staying inside and not doing much because that's rubbish. But yeah. Next on my list is Cadet. Rest in peace. I love you. He did his best song was probably. Um, Advice with Dino, but again, that gets a bit annoying because I've heard it so much. Yeah, it only came out in 2020. I thought it came out earlier than that. But yeah, that was just before he died. Then, after he died, um, his gang gang was released about the police officers. And then talking back to him. And yeah, oh man. I'll get on to Captain Conan when I get down to the K's. I'm in the C's at the moment. When I get down there, I'll talk about him more, but oh. When the when Crept made the last letter to Cadet, I cried honestly, I didn't even know Cadet that well. I really didn't. I wasn't his biggest fan. I cried so much. I was so deep, listening to all that, like like the music video with his mum in and oh, madness. Are you like? I'll get on to Dave in a minute as well, and about Dave's sad stuff. But that stuff just hits you deep, like. I don't know why people just say raps just about I don't know why people say raps just about like smoking weed and talking about smoking weed and stabbing people but not actually stabbing people like so much more than that it's an art form, it's poetry like so many people prove that like you don't have to be doing all that like I was just saying to actually get anywhere you don't have to have done any of that you can just be good, you can just write poetry and be able to rap it and then, like, yeah, like in English, genuinely, when I went to school in English, we studied um, that Jay Z Welcome to New York, whatever it's called. It might not even be Jay Z hey, Welcome to New York, where concrete comes what we are made of. You know that song, like, the rap in that. Like, it's poetry, man. It's art. It's so good. It's so beautiful. It's just hard to describe. Like, people who aren't from. Um, like the rap background they don't know about this kind of thing Like they don't understand but once you get into it oh it's so beautiful I've I've tried to get other people into it and I've managed it on some occasions but it's difficult to like describe it to people because you have to like listen to the words and hear what they're saying like, some, in some songs you have to understand the slang as well you just have to listen to it and like deep what they're saying and understand it like Right, it's mad. Right, one of my favourite ones, I, I will get onto more of Dave in a minute. He's only a couple more. Oh, he's quite far down actually. But, um, I'll get onto him in a minute. But one of my favourite lines from Dave is um, I got 99 marks because I didn't know the definition of resting. Like, no, everyone on his Streatham song, he went, Yeah, I, I got 99 marks and I still don't know the definition of resting, or something like that and everyone like overlooked that line but I deep that so much like it wasn't I know it sounds mad but like it wasn't even that big of a line I was deep in it I was like overthinking that line so much but uh, oh pardon me like it's just mad innit it's so mad it's really really difficult to describe <laughs> like because he says in that because obviously that's saying that he, he was really really good and he was trying so he he didn't stop that's how he managed to get 99 marks but he's also saying that he could have got 100 marks if he knew what the definition of resting was like it works both ways it's that double entendre i know i know you think i'm taking the piss here but unknown p he does double entendre the best he really does some of the stuff he says is so funny and it works both ways and yeah it's just artwork honestly it's all art and yeah I'm getting off track here, but... I'll get round to Dave in a minute. And we'll have a little chat about Dave, but... To start off again, we've got Central C. Everybody compares him to R.D. Because they both came out around the same time. But Central C's got a bit of, like... He does more loving songs. So again, the idea of, like... Pardon me, I've got a mug cold at the moment, like I said. Like, Central C doesn't really do, like, bad boy songs about being in, like... Like, R.D. talks about being in being in Brighton and all the stuff that happens in Brighton and all the stabbings and stuff and oh there's drugs and bandos around here and I'm capping back my fuckery or whatever he says but yeah um, Central C did a bit of that of obviously loading and day in the life but then he's got on he's got on to like more love with like obsessed with you and a little bit of this and commitment issues and yeah he also did the remix for Bad Habits of Ed Sheeran all my days that was different levels I'm not talking about Ed Sheeran so I can talk about this now but he was it was Fumes the Engineer who was on it Fumes the Engineer Tion Wayne and Central C the bad habits of Ed Sheeran the remix I love Ed Sheeran so much like I don't normally love pop stars because they don't really do much they just like like they'll just sing and like sing like the same lyrics over and over again but they've got some some singing talent and that's how they get big and like someone else makes their songs for them And yeah, and and then and then like when people claim them out for it, they'll just pay like two hundred thousand pound to have a rapper feature on their song one time, so they look like to get more relevant. Like they just use the rap scene and the grime scene to kind of like get more views, essentially, make the album bigger. They don't actually care about us. But Ed Sheeran when he did he did take me back to London with Stormzy. Again, I think I'm gonna have to split this into two parts because I don't think I'm gonna get Stormzy in this one. So that's the S section I'm going to have to talk about Crep and Stormzy later I'll probably get down to Dave and then stop and then do the rest of it in another go I don't know I'll see how it goes I'll see how I'm feeling you know but uh, T.M. Wayne and Central did Ed Sheeran's one and Ed Sheeran is so good I obviously did the one with Stormzy he did Take Me Back to London and that had JK and H in it on their remix and that was so good Ah. Oh. Because you can tell he's actually about the life, like in the music video, he was he was actually with them. He wasn't just pretending to be with them, and he was enjoying it and he's laughing and he's just trying out a different culture. Like you can tell, he he went to school, he went to college, he started singing, he got a singing career. I think I oh, he was homeless wasn't he actually yeah he was homeless, but it wasn't about like it wasn't about like drug dealing or anything like that. It wasn't about the bando's and the trapping and all that. He he just started singing. And then he got big off singing with his ex album, and then his Divide, and whatever, whatever his new. And he did a feature album, and I want to say he's doing an Equals album or something like that now. But you know what I mean. Part of the maths, but he's he's actually part of it. Like you can see, he's actually there. He was with Storms. He was riding around in the Bentley on the field. He was like how he had his arms around R D and H. And in this one, in Bad Habits, the actual song on its own, I thought sucked. I don't know. I, it overtook Russ and Tion Wayne for number one spot and stayed there for ages and ages and to be honest I've stopped listening to the charts because it was on there so long but he made b- the remix or it came out on his channel as well it was on Tion Wayne's channel and I saw it on Ed, she- Ed Sheeran's YouTube channel and it's so good because it's not just like again it's not just like other people do where he just gets a rapper on it to make it look more relevant to get more views to keep it number one He's actually there, like, he puts their chains on in the video. He gets into their booth with them. Like, their rapping booth, like, so much different to a singing booth. It looks the same, but, like, the vibe's different. And he's got fumes there, and they're all joking around, and they get the chains on, and Ed Sheeran's walking around East London or West London or wherever Tion Wayne's from. I forget which one's which. Yeah, they're actually walking around. They're on the block. He's got his Jordans on. Oh, it's a mad music video. It's like, it's it's just them walking around, like... Like, that's been done so many times, but the fact is that it's Ed Sheeran doing it. And, ugh, love it. You gotta love it. You yeah, have gotta love it. But yeah, Central Sea, Wild West, obviously, mad album. I don't know how he made that album so fast. Like, as soon as he got big, boom, the album was there. I think he was making it, hoping that he'd get big. My favourite songs from that album were obviously Loading and Day in the Life, Six for Six and Commit- Commitment Issues. They were my other two favourites. I love Gangbiz a bit but I didn't really like Gangbus has got suburban children using our language whatever he said get what we're saying in that but he didn't need a full song for it it could have just been a bar in a song Charlie Sloth oh, Charlie Sloth man fire in the booth yeah, his biggest songs obviously are his fire in the booths he's not a rapper he's a en- sound engineer producer producer that's a word and his biggest one apparently is M. M Huncho 2019 Fire in the Booth Part 1 And yeah I don't know if that's how Apple Music I'm on Apple Music looking at which ones they, they think are top And they've put M. Huncho for his top one Welcome back to the podcast uh, Today's sponsor is White Biter. White Biter, are a shoe cleaning business Based in the Skegness Lincolnshire area that will clean any shoe for a good price. They have a £15 quick clean, a £20 clean down, and a £25 full clean down, with a £30 deep clean at the end. All of these prices are unchangeable, and they give the best results for crisp, clean shoes, especially trainers. All right, back to it, Charlie Sloth. Yeah, he's firing the booth still has got him. He's in Dubai at the moment, is he now? Is he in Dubai? I'm pretty certain he's living in Dubai. I That's what I said with him that I saw get stuck on his jet ski, like right in the middle of Dubai, right in the middle of the ocean or something. And he was, like, Snapchatting it or Instagramming it. It might not have been Charlie South, actually. It might have been someone else. It was Instagramming it. It might have been DJ Khaled, actually. I think it was him. Oh, don't have a go at me for getting those two confused. You know why I got them confused. Yeah see the plug the plug I didn't know Charlie sloft made an album apparently made an album in 2017 called The Plug yeah um, his um, album his whole thing is using he's trying to get rappers that no one really knows about trying to make them famous and then getting big rappers that are more famous than his show to come onto his show that's all Charlie sloft does I respect the hustle but I don't like it. But to be honest, if I was a rapper, you'd have to, you'd have to do a fire in the booth Like if I like if I could have any talent in the world, it would be to be able to write sick bars. I've tried writing rap songs, and it's impossible. It looks so easy the way like Dave does it, and people. But when you try and do it yourself, it's actually so hard, and you have so much more respect. I definitely advise everyone goes and tries to write a rap song. It's really hard. Right, next on my list is Chip. Yeah, don't like him. I really don't like him. I was I was fooled like everyone else was. <laughs> Rather than me. I was fooled like everyone else was with his um, beef against Stormzy. Really thought he'd won it. Literally. was genuinely convinced. Because the order went, if you don't know, uh, Chip made some comments about Stormzy. Stormzy made some comments about Chip. Chip made some more comments about Stormzy. Chip released a diss track on Stormzy like a full diss track can't remember what the names of the diss tracks were but one of them was called um, Flowers one of them was called Kilo MC and I don't remember what the other one was called but he released one diss track and then Stormzy went to his house and the video went viral of him pulling up on someone's house in his Lamborghini Urus that's also a very bad man I know I said Stormzy doesn't do that kind of thing but he doesn't very often, he's very Christian and Jesus believing and that kind of thing at the moment I've got no problem with it, honestly, but yeah. Um, he did that and then Chip released another diss track. Oh, Playing from Proxford.88's iPhone. There you go. That's the name of my iPhone, if you manage to air drop me anything. I just clicked on it by accident. I clicked on 100k featuring most of one of his songs when I'm looking at his album. we we'll just disconnect that. He didn't disconnect. Oh, there we are. Not that it made a sound but it disconnected. There we are, there's the sound. Yeah, um Chip had me convinced that his um, album... that he'd won the... because he made two diss tracks and then he made a third one randomly, like in the middle of nothing, out of nothing. I don't know why I made it. I don't like the ad-libs in the third one. The third one sucked, if I'm being honest. He did make some good points in all three of them but not on... and some he didn't reply. And I don't know why Stormzy didn't reply and then Stormzy went quiet for a bit and then he did some features and he said like I don't do beef I do karma when he was on someone else's album on a feature and then he came back again and released some more music oh pardon me oh. and then Chip's just started having a go at Stormzy for everything he does and that's maybe to start with I thought Chip had won the beef but now I'm realising that Chip's calling himself the grime scene saviour when he's not... There's nothing to be saved. There was no problem with Stormzy in the first place. Like... What's he trying to do? So I don't like him much anymore. I don't get why he had to do that, realistically. Because he didn't... He didn't achieve anything. If you get what I'm saying? I I... I get that you, you want to make a diss track on him. Because he's... Dissed you. And that'll get you some views. But he... He he took it personally. Like... He was... He was going deep into Stormzy. Like... Like... While he could never i'm not talking about wiley he's irrelevant i'm not even going to bring him up so don't worry about him now i'll bring up stormzy later obviously and talk about the wiley stuff with stormzy but we're not going to make it. i don't think we're going to make it down to W. you being realistic this episode um next on my list is chunks and while i'm doing chunks i might as well do young philly yeah man it's your boy young philly hey, amen yeah i got no singing talent it's your boy chunks that is everything. thing I've only got one song by them saved and that is Clean Up yeah he doesn't really do much to be honest Um, yeah I love Chunks and I love Philly but music is not their thing man Chunks has given up music Philly doesn't really make it, he's got a drill song coming out soon but yeah I know I know, young Philly is a Y and an F but, and I'm talking about him in the C section but he's going with Chunks so just deal with it honestly if you want to have a go at me, I'll beef you in the comment section. Um yeah, Chunks didn't do music anymore, which I respect, 'cause not that it was bad, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's to do with his religion and that's he believes more in I wanna say it's well whatever uh, I wanna say it's Muslim is his belief. Oh, I don't know. I will say Muslim. I think his belief is Muslim and I respect that that's what he wants to believe. And that, that can't have him spreading the hateful messages it is about music does so he now makes no money off any of his songs it all goes to charity or it goes to his more and more it just doesn't get any money at all or like remove the ads or something I don't know what he's done and yeah he do not make any money off it he doesn't feel it's profitable and yeah I, I respect that massively Chunks and Philly by far the best thing they did was um, does the shoe fit with season 5 coming out on Sunday I think the first episode they 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 have done madness for that Foot Asylum YouTube channel, Like they're, they're YouTubers by heart, they did a bit for Beta Squad but Beta Squad's kind of fallen off now and Foot Asylum, they do everything for Foot Asylum uh, Chunks has got a deal with Lynx as well the spray company pardon me one second, now we're going back yeah, Chunks has got a deal with Lynx, making crazy money, so does H actually I should, probably should have mentioned that, H has also got one along with Philly, and I want to say Cal Freezy and Anthony Joshua no not Philly Chunks H Anthony Joshua and Carl Fweezy CCAA or AACC or AC however you want to do it that's what the names begin with yeah both of them Philly and Chunks goated in the YouTube scene no one is matching them the Sidemen could never no I'm joking the Sidemen are on a different level so I'll talk about all that stuff in another episode if people want to listen to it not that anyone's going to listen to this in the first place but yeah I'll, I could talk about the side of and all the YouTube scene in another episode and I'll get into that in another episode and then I'll definitely talk about Trunks and Philly and all of that And I could do Celebrities as an episode to be honest but yeah D-Block Europe honestly don't rate them, I really don't I think, you, I think some of their songs in um, the Blueprints Us versus Them or the Blueprints versus Them or whatever they call the album some of the songs you'll write, it was two, 29 songs long. It was an hour and a half long. Like, I just don't have time for that. It's not Kanye West. U- UFO, Ferrari, Ferrari Horse, and Destiny were probably the best songs off that album. Besides that, I don't rate them that much. I really don't. I think Kitchen Kings, actually, and Home Pussy, they were good songs. And New Dior. And Dig That. But I'll get on to Dig That in a minute. Will I get on to Dig That? Um... No, I won't. I'm going to finish on Dave for this episode because this is getting quite long. Just do D-Block Europe and then baby, and then straight on to Dave. Yeah, but now back on to D-Block Europe. I just don't rate them. I really don't. I think they've got good artistry skills, obviously. I don't rate their like auto-tune vibe. I like some auto-tune. Like I like little, what Lil little Baby does and things like that. I just don't rate them. I really don't. Oh, pardon me, and they're not my kind of thing. Like, right, next is the baby. Obviously, he had that incident um, with the be. Where did he do it? The concert where he talked about AIDS and LGBTQ and stuff like that, and he he said it wrong. I I didn't understand the whole thing. I didn't understand what had gone on. To be honest, I just heard about it, and I I listened to it, but I didn't understand it. So I can't really comment on it. And that kind of ruined his career a bit, but he's not talked about it in any of his songs. Obviously, did blame it on the blame it on baby was his big one. Again, he's he's American, but he's only come up recently. I've only heard of him recently. Oh, he's it's well, a new one called Lonely. Came out on the 9th of September. That's not new, but I'll listen to it anyway. I might have heard it already, to be honest, because I recognised the album cover for it. Yeah, his biggest song was Rockstar, obviously. I think that's what set him off to be honest that rock star song like band new Lem- band new Lamborghini f cop car all that kind of stuff was that was a mad album a mad song even and then that was part of his blame it on baby album it released in 2020 I want to say it was in 2020 yeah I already said it was in 2020 I know it was he's quite new to the scene he's got all the jewellery everything he's proper he's an American artist you can just tell with all his Rolexes and his diamonds and his chains and How he dresses and... Everything about him. Did he do... I want to say he made... um, Baby... No, I'm thinking of Lil Baby. Never mind. I'll get on to Lil Baby probably next episode. Because this is getting a bit long. But yeah, baby is goaded. Knows what he's doing. He's got everything set. He's lovely. He's lovely. He's a lovely little person. I like chunks. And... Yeah, he made an album called My Brother's Keeper, which was a bit. I listened to an EP, whatever it is. No one really cares. Um, about which was about his brother and dying. I didn't really understand what happened to his brother, but something has happened, or his family's happened. Something's happened in his family. I didn't really understand it, but like I didn't, I didn't understand that EP. I it was it's a bit weird. I still rate him quite highly, he's good I don't rate what he said obviously but as an artist he's good, Dave the last one I going to talk about is for this episode, but if you want to click away now and not listen to Dave, feel free because Dave is my favourite artist of all time, ever oh, and I'm going to have to take a nice seat to talk about Dave, because Jesus where do I begin Hmm. start with his albums um oldest first right we're going to go in order with his albums and i'll stop in between the albums he did six paths which is the first one we're going to talk about then game over we're gonna do tequila, 100ms, hangman, paper cuts as singles psychodrama he did titanium and, titanium and mercury as an ep of two songs called titanium and then mercury And his last album was we're all alone in this together I have tickets to go and see him in February which I've mentioned already and yeah he's he is my favorite artist of all time we'll start with six paths right this album was based on his life and how he has six different choices he can make he could be I can't I'm not gonna list six but he could be doing accounting because he wanted to go to uni and his mum wanted him to study it he wanted to be a rapper and like do all that he could have been a drill artist and like not a drill artist he could have been out selling, selling drugs he could have been in prison was his other one he could have been a snitch and like snitch on all the people he already knew that had done it i don't know what the a footballer he could have been a footballer as well there is six paths and the album is called six paths first song is called six paths and that's what it's about obviously and then picture me bag of shoulder shoulders that is also about his six paths and this album set him off literally I he, I think before this he did a black box black box cypher I can't remember if he did his fire in the booth before this or not or oh, afterwards but this album was mad those two songs were about that Panic Attack was about knife crime in London and everything that's going on in his life and that was a deep song man still to this day I, I hate it and it gives me goosebumps it's such a good song like it's unbelievable I can't can't tell you how good of a song that is it's hard to explain it's such a good song it's so beautiful it's perfect everything like rhymes it fits it flows it's following the beat and then when the beat ends and he keeps talking he talks about his brother because his brothers went to jail both of them have been to jail one of them's still in jail I think maybe they're both in jail still one of them's in there for life and it's I love it so much. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It's such a good song. It's just so deep, and it's quite a long song as well. I want to say it goes on for five minutes and twenty-seven seconds. But it, it literally talks about his life and what he could do, and and I relate to it so much. Even though I've never really been to London, like the closest I've got to London is Twickenham, the rugby stadium, in the English rugby stadium but I relate to it so much and like everything he can do and like he uses so many metaphors and like it's just beautiful and about his mum and how his mum grew up and how he is and about about how he's got to keep his pride and it's so much for this five minute song he talks about so much so many different subjects but they all fit together and flow perfectly and that made me fall in love with Dave that song alone would make him my favorite artist of all time. So beautiful, breathe. I'm not talking about that song. Wanna know? Then man, wanna send for me? Envy and jealousy. Obviously, that song was just—it's just like a single. It's something that could chart, maybe. I think it did chart. I don't know if it charted. I think when it's got a star next, that means it's charted. Oh, oh, pardon me. Alright, i my back with Dave he had obviously drake i don't can't remember where i left i've been gone a couple of minutes now but obviously you're just hearing it in one go with dave i had he had drake join his wanna no, and having drake feature on a song even if it's just a remix has launched his career that is it he's made it in life oh, pardon me and then he had um obviously that song dave Drake did most of the work, to be honest. he did. Drake did all the verses. They were done by Dave originally, and the chorus was done by Dave. And then it was a verse by Dave, chorus by Dave, and then another verse, and it ended it there. And it was verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, and then half a chorus, and it ended. And that was all done by Dave in the original one. But in this one, it's got Drake on the verse, Dave doing all the choruses, and Drake doing all the verses, but the last verse, which is done by Dave. That was really hard to say. The verses were done by Drake. The chorus was done by Dave yeah Dave and Drake get me confused and then his last last on the it was an EP it says EP it says 6 pass EP in front of me I don't know I've been calling it an album the last one on that one was 71 slash end credits end credits I didn't really wait, but the 71 proved Dave's like political views and like that's when he first started talking about his political views I think he might have started talking about in Panic Attack but not not as much as he did then talking about the retirement age and how it shouldn't be that high and yeah and then his next album or next, he says EP as well Game Over says EP was called Game Over and in this one, this is when the deepness I know I sound really like stupid saying the deepness and things like that Jesus, the Game Over as a song was alright <sighs> it was just the first song for his album, I don't think it was the best first song he's ever done, I don't think it was one of his better songs, but it was an alright song everyone knows the words to it, it's a nice and easy song then he did Question for the new Prime Minister the song was called Question Time and that won him an award at a won him an award something called that kicked his career off a bit as well but at the time Dick, he's talking about Theresa May as Prime Minister and everything he did with Grenfell Tower and immigrants and then talks about Donald Trump as Prime Minister and how he's helping um, Saudi Arabia but he's not helping Palestine and everything that's wrong and everything he's doing and he talks about um, that he wants to trust Jeremy Corbyn uh, but obviously that doesn't turn out right in the end but he doesn't know that yet, obviously. So yeah, it, it was a good song. I thought that's when he he properly gets into politics and talks about all the politics. And like when I first heard that, I was in twenty seventeen. I was in like I am not going to say where I was, but I was in secondary school. I was quite low down, and he um, not low low down. I I didn't really I didn't really look at politics as much back then, and I had to Google what he was on about, and that he got me into politics basically. And now I I can debate it until the roof falls off and I can talk about either side of it and I can do Devil's Advocate and everything, literally. But debating master these days, all because Dave started it off. Attitude and calling me out, they were they were quite similar to Wanna Know, I wanna say. They were kinda like just singles that you can play like at a party with a speaker on, or you can just sit and dance along to. They were just like their own separate thing, you know. And then you do "How I Met My Ex." Uh, I'm gonna tie this one into my 19th birthday. I do know I do know "How I Met My Ex" as its own thing. That song has got me through so many breakups and helped me fall in love with so many people. It's such a deep song. I know you think this is stupid. I know I know you're listening to this thinking I'm sounding stupid, but honestly, the way he talks about this girl, like I can picture it in my head. And I've pictured her in so many different ways. She even, he doesn't even describe her. Like he does a little bit, but not much. And I, I can just—I don't know what she looks like. Even <sighs> if that's not what she really looks like, that's what she looks like in my head. Like, like the way he describes her. Like you got—you got to tell a girl she's beautiful until she sees it, believes it, more than physically, mentally. Like, it's just—it's so good. You know. I know he obviously knows what he's on about it's just so good and so artistic and beautiful and bliss and it just talks about love like it's Michelangelo or it's, I don't know artists like it's someone painting a painting or it's um, some po- some laureate or something writing a poem or Shakespeare, it talks about love like it's something else and he's just a rapper from the ends from Streatham in London Whose mum was on minimum wage and his brothers go to prison and he talks about love like this, like, you gotta put it in levels, like Shakespeare had, I mean, at his peak, had all the resources he could want, he had so, so much stuff for him, I don't, I don't know if he did, I can't, I can't guarantee this, but I imagine he did. He had everything he wanted, he could have done anything, but Dave had nothing, he's writing on a bit of paper and a pen from like the corner shop, and he's talking like this, like, actually i don't know if he's i don't know if it's like that cuz obviously he did a drake feature before this so but the way he talks about it is just so baffling like it's just so hard to explain you have to listen to the song and hear it it's like trying to describe colors to a blind person you just can't do it unless you see them it's so hard to explain i'm trying to get the words across to you it's beautiful it's so clever and bliss and oh, i love it like every word it just fits perfectly in like even it oh, it's just so good it helped me through so many breakups like the way it ends as well because it's it's like a story like you follow the story of the, his relationship with this girl and like how it's different from others and how he think it's going to work and you start to believe that it's going to work as well and then suddenly it stops working and you can like you don't see it coming but you can understand why it stopped and you see it from his point of view and then he is he's, he's not like trying to vote the girl and he can understand what he's done wrong. And it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Then it follows up with um No Words by featuring Mostak and that. I'm gonna get into Samantha ahead of time. Samantha's not on here, doesn't say where Samantha is. I know. I know to see me on the camera. I might link Samantha. Sam Samantha came out in twenty seventeen. So about the time of Game Over and Tequila. But it doesn't say when that was. Which is weird. Um so yeah. No words in Samantha are on the same levels, they're just they're madness. They're such good like call, attitude calling me out and wanna know on a different level. This is another level of pop song, like Samantha has been the tune for my for waking up for as long as I can remember and it's been my favourite like I have favourite songs that change ever so often like change every couple of weeks and if someone asks me what my favourite song is I'll tell them the one that changes every couple of weeks or when I get bored of it like my favourite song at the moment is Grease by D- Drake and DJ Khaled but I need to talk about Drake as well I'll, I'll finish Dave and I'll do him next episode you'll have to listen to a part 2 for all of them um, but like the, my favourite song over, over or ever is Samantha such a good song it's not even, it's not like artistic work but it's just so good it's just such a good song it's not anything special, it's not like he's rapping really fast he's got really good words it's not like metaphors he uses, or similes or anything like that, it's, it, it's hard it's just such a good song to me I don't know why it is but it it might have just been like something it reminds me of or I just listen to it everywhere and it just reminds me of so much at once and beautiful song. Same with no words but less so. But the same kind of thing. And the last song we did on that on that EP was my 19th birthday. Don't want to spoil it to you but he it, it spent it in a hospital. Um, And it's about, it's, it's similar to Panic Attack but a, a lot slower. It's about his um, about um, losing his brothers because he says his brothers were like his best mates and like his friends, and how they obviously and how they obviously ended up in prison, and how that affected him. And then he starts talking about girls, and obviously after hearing how I met my ex, he starts talking about trying to find new girls and trying to like live his life. And then he starts to talk about fame as well, and how fame has affected him, and. It's just so good, um, and obviously it does a bit of like bragging as well. But it's just it's like, down to the bone. It's core. It's goody It's nitty. But it's so artistic. Everything rhymes. Everything flows. It's such a perfect song. That's why Dave is the best artist on the planet, man. I can't describe how good he is. He's the best, 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 best artist to ever exist and will ever exist like Michael Jordan in basketball is what he is in this Michael Jordan is a different subject I'll talk about shoes probably in the same episode I talk about celebrities as a separate episode I'll put that in my notes but Dave is just the best I know know that sounds like one second celebrities as a separate episode and Jordans as a separate episode Dave is just art, oh, he's beautiful he knows what he's doing he's got everything down to a T and like he can like in that song he talks about his mum and how he's giving all his money to his mum and how he doesn't want to help and like how, how it affects him like deep inside and mad he does the same with Hangman which is a 2018 song we're quite early in 2018 but yeah that's not as good oh the coach just guy how good of a song that is. Tequila was the next one he made. That again was on the same level as Attitude and um, Calling Me Out and Want to Know. It was on that kind of level. 100 M's was a good song, but the only reason I love 100 M's is because I heard it twice, didn't hear it again for about a year, and then heard it the first time after a year and remembered every word perfectly. Like he stops it a bit of it and then I started at the same time he started I was like oh oh, sick gas too gas that's why I love that song Hangman was another deep one that he made and that again hits me hard but at the end of it it's got like a long beat to it and don't like that bit it's good for the music video but it's just not a good song I mean it's a good song but the ending like gets to me and that's just about like it's similar to Panic Attack but also not he's talking like because at the time everyone all the rappers talked about stabbing and shooting and how, the, how they're like this and I think he was one of the first to go well that's not what real road is like like obviously you've never been there if you think that's what like you're not just driving a, a Rolls Royce around the block and shooting someone and driving off again and smoking weed and then coming back and doing it over a day like Groundhog Day it's not like that he talks about all that the gritty stuff that you have to actually be on, like, the ends to experience and know that it's not a perfect life. And yeah. It's a good song. Paper cuts was his, the next one. That was a dead song, to be honest. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to you. It was, might have been his worst song ever. Did not like it. Psychodrama. I'm not going to talk about the entire album, because that is quite long. I'm going to talk about the main ones. Streatham it was a song about his hometown. It was a nice song that was... It was on the same level as One and No and all of that, but it was just above that. But it wasn't quite as good as Samantha No Word. It was just below Samantha No Words. That was a really good song. Black. Um, I can't lie to you. I know you can tell probably by my voice. I'm not black. I'm I'm a white English male. Like there's nothing special to me. But that song, man, It's so deep. It's so beautiful. So clever. It's just everything. Like it's, it really is. So I took another way. then. Black the song, the piano on it is beautiful. Like it's his own piano work, and he just talks about being black, obviously, and and like what it's about. And I didn't realize any of this stuff because I don't experience any of this. But it's just it's so deep, and it just like I'm not a racist. I know, obviously, or people can assume that, but I'm really not. I didn't realise any of this and it's made me respect black people more if that makes sense like all this stuff it's just so deep this was before the Black Lives Matter protest not that it wasn't an issue before the Black Lives Matter protest it's been an issue for forever to be honest but this this was like like, before it's time because just after this everyone started making songs about it just as the Black Lives Matter protest hit if that makes sense not that people weren't making songs before but like the mainstream rapper songs weren't about this kind of thing like no one was talking about it. everyone was still talking about drugs and stuff and now at this point in time as this was released all the rappers were saying like not, not to stab people and, not, and like they're not about that life like I think Drake said it and H had said it and things like that like they, they don't actually do crime like it's not about it and Dave has already moved on from that like Dave said that like a couple of years ago now from, from this point in time from 2019 Dave has said that two years ago when this was released it was ahead of its time again like so ahead of its time and this song was just mad that was so good, it was such a good song it's difficult to explain I think it's um, oh that was location yeah it was number 3 in his albums in his songs it was just after Streatham yeah, and then he really. I'm not gonna do Purple Heart. I don't do Psycho either. I'm more doing Purple Heart. I don't. They're good songs, but they're difficult to talk about, and I don't connect with them. Like I can, I've seen other people connect with them as songs, but I can't connect with them. I really can't. Uh, then he did Location and Disaster with Burner Boy and J Horse. I think, I think I know Location's got J Five on it. I don't know if Disaster does. I don't know if it says in it at all it doesn't say I don't know I know Location's got J5 but those two songs really good songs they're above they're above I think they're I don't know where to put them in the ranking of his songs but they're just like singles that like are on their own if that makes sense like they work on their own oh his voice I didn't mean to play that one Um, they just work on their own they are the same as Wanna Know and the same as all his other like pop songs not pop songs but like more media songs, more like ones that more other people would listen to that you don't have to connect with to hear. But they're not, they're just different. They're their own breed. And I love them. They're just like, like they like some of AJ Tracy's work. That's what that's what they similarise to me. I don't know how to explain them. I'm not very good at this. I shouldn't have started a podcast. Oh well. Uh, Screwface Capital. I'm talking about that one. That, that is very similar to Streatham sometimes I get them confused but obviously they're different songs so not very often and that talks about the square face capital which is London for the UK, that's not the capital of the USA I think the capital of the USA is Washington and that talks about like rap and drill and having fast cars and all that kind of stuff which he's already previously said that he's not into but it's like a, he's like to prove that he can do drill if that makes sense I don't know if that makes sense we like to prove that he can do it as well and he talks about like his kind of stuff he puts like like everyone talk, everyone before this not everyone like not the big guy but loads of the middle and shorter artists all said the same things just different way rounds with different beats on like talk about like i'm in the field like like say i'm in the field like a Paul pogba i'm in the field like like some i'm in the field like some football player like saying they're about and he he says it but he says it with a different thing like as everyone was talking about making a million pound or making a thousand pound in like a minute he, he wasn't talking about that, he was talking about how much taxes he has to pay and which is like obviously equates to the money but he's he's thinking about it differently if you get what I'm saying like he's on a, he's on a different level I'm not going to do environment because again I didn't really connect with that one that wasn't my kind of thing Psycho, Purple Heart, Environment, and Drama I did not connect with. They weren't my kind of music. I am going to do Leslie though. Leslie was a mad one. It was a story that I didn't connect with because I, I fortunately, no one I know or that I know well has had that happen to them. We've all been quite, not that it would happen to me, it happens to females mainly. It's a difficult one to talk about. Oh, we hit an hour. Um it's not happened to anyone I know and I can't connect to it. But I I get what he's saying, like I get the story behind it. It's similar to black. Like it's not happened to me because that's not unfortunate enough to don't know how to say It's difficult to say. It's difficult to say. I'm fortunate enough that not that I'm not a woman because that's not a bad thing being a woman. Unfortunate enough that it's not that I'm not in that situation where it might happen to me. I mean, it could still happen to me, but it's a lot less likely. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give up on that because that's difficult to talk about, and we'll move on to the next one. Um, Titanium and Mercury, they're two songs separate. I apologize about Leslie in voices, it's just difficult for me to talk about and be like, politically correct, if that makes sense I can't really get onto it I apologise for this being this long this is a very long podcast Titanium and Mercury were two songs he says at the end of Mercury songs that couldn't make, make it onto his album this is stuff that he couldn't make onto his album Titanium was a really clever song the lyrics on that they were so clever like like it needs its own genius just to understand it and he talks about like stainless steel platinum gold he goes up like, i got stainless steel i got platinum i got gold i got titanium i got gold i got titanium i got white gold like he says i got and then still manages to rhyme them while talking about different metals they'd have that go like you'd have on your wrist or you'd have as jewelry. It's like his way of bragging about them. Like everyone else just says that they've got a Rolex or they've got a Daytona or an AP. Or they've got this fat chain. But he's saying that he's got platinum and white gold and titanium and stainless steel. Like he's not saying what he's actually got. He's just saying that he's got them. Like he's on another level of bragging. This again was like... um I can't remember the name of the song now. I'm getting lost here. It was like... Um, screw. Yeah, it was like Screwface Capital, and that he's bagging, but he's bagging in his own way. And that like, he says, he's got he was enticing Fury's party, and obviously he talks about Fado because this was just after Money Talks, and that's one of the ones he does. And he does he did Funky Friday with Fado as well. I didn't talk about that song, that got number one in the charts. It was the first ever UK rap song to hit number one in the charts. Oh my god you should have seen how excited I was I punched the ceiling and there is still to this day a dint in my hallway on the ceiling from when I heard it got number one I was painting the hallway when it was on on it was on radio one I was listening to the charts because I knew it was going to get high and I heard that another song got number two I jumped in there and smacked the ceiling and ran around I covered the floor in paint which I had to wash off and there's still a dint in the ceiling uh, but I did finish the paint on the wall if anyone wants to know so happy! I've never been so happy in my life. So good, like, ah, oh, beautiful. I felt so happy for Dave. Like, I must have celebrated half harder than Dave actually did. But yeah, back onto Titanium. He talks about Fado a lot, and obviously it's not a very long song. It's only two minutes long, two minutes and uh, eight seconds. But he repeats the chorus, but he repeats the chorus in like a different way. Um in the middle if that makes sense and Mercury was a really deep song I connected with that one but I didn't connect well like it was a weird weird connection <sighs> yeah like like it's one of them one ones where you'd have to take the connection out blow it leave it for 5 seconds then put it back in again like it, it wasn't a very good connection but I, I felt it a little bit and then went on to his last album I'm so sorry this has been an hour an hour and a bit madness right we're gonna do every song in this we're gonna smash them quite quickly and I'll let you get on with your day I'm joking I'm gonna spend so long on some of these songs please feel free to click off the video give it a like give it a thumbs up give it a heart a smiley face give whatever you want to give it just don't give it negativity if you want to debate in the comment start again if you to debate in the com. com if you want to like, diss me and say that I've done something wrong then feel free, just let me know and I'll, I'll debate back at you and we can have a scrap or something if you wanna that's a joke, I'm not scrapping any of you that's a joke, I'm joking Um. yeah we're all alone in this together I don't know where to begin number one, I've got the t-shirt I've got the D- the CD twice is it a CD or DVD? the music one, whichever one the music one is at, I think that's the CD, I want to say DVDs is the film one, I've got that twice, uh, I've got the psychodrama top as well, I didn't mention that but oh, pardon me it's not even that late it's only half two when I'm filming this, if you're also listening to this at half two just know we're connected somehow because this is an hour long so if you're listening to this at half two as well, you must have started at the same time I started this and listen to this as I'm talking about this. If you happen to be listening to this on the 14th of October, then message me uh, with some proof, and I'll send you some money, or I'll do something impressive because that that is really impressive if you are 14th of October, half one your side. It's not half two. Be beautiful. Don't cheat either. I, actually, no, I can't. I can't give you anything because I don't know that it, I don't know if you've already listened to this. Then come back to it. Yeah but we'll start with all we'll, we'll this together we'll starts sort off, he talks about being an immigrant and how um, he used to be um, and how he's innocent and how he doesn't do anything and then it gets into um, talking about like um, how, how he's got so much money and how he's obviously had to lift his family up because um, what's the point of being rich if your family isn't, it's like fly, flying first on a crashing plane or something like that, but he gets it to rhyme. What's the point if your family ain't or something like that? Ain't and plain clearly rhyme. Anyway, no, they don't. Yeah, it depends how you say it, but he got them to rhyme. Bills ain't depends plain. Maybe it's depends and plain that rhyme. No, it doesn't rhyme either. I don't know. I'm reading this wrong, but he gets it to flow and it's awesome. Oops. Mic malfunction. Then one second. There we are back. All right. Yeah, and and then it goes into just before the, just as he goes, you know, all alone in this together. Right. It goes into about um uh, about him being on a movie, and it looks like he's filming a movie, and saying about his Aston Martin because he's got a Aston Martin dealership deal as we find that like, in Clash which I'll get to on in a second and this is my favourite verse out of any song ever 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 starts with um, I had dreams of doing architecture or sitting for a Harvard lecture I don't know how he gets ec- architecture to rhyme with anything he gets it to rhyme with lecture and spectre and then pressure and measure and then goes date and game to rhyme and face and it's mad yeah, I, I love this bit, it's so clever. It's so fast, and he it, it, it speaks fast, but when m- most people speak fast, it goes all like mumbly, but he says it so clearly and so perfect. And then my favourite bit of it all, it goes, because the pa- pass is watches a classic groaning, sacred, matrimony, alimony, aquamoni san- santorini, lamborghini, and then it goes the cheeses, cheddar, mozzarella, fettuccine, and the only aim. Like, he's saying how he's living this awesome life. Like, like I was saying before, he's on a different level of bagging He's saying he's got, instead of saying that he's rich, he's saying the different cheeses he has that make him rich. Like, he's off it. I know other rappers do this as well. I'm not just saying Dave is the only one that does this. But, yeah. And then it goes sad for a second. Um, about. Oh. About two minutes in, two and a half minutes into the song, so about halfway through it, and um, he talks about how he got a message from a kid saying that he wanted to kill himself. That the kid wanted wanted to kill himself, and then he says me and him got more in common saying that. He also wants to kill himself, and he goes deep and like, I've, I wasn't in that situation he was in with the two bedroom flat with seven people living, and like, having share beds with his mum, and when he was only little and and everything like that, but. Um. Yeah, like I don't. I've never been there. I, I, I relate to it so much. Like I said, it's hard to explain unless you actually got to find someone, find an artist, and I respect if you've done it. If you man, if you've managed to find an artist, I don't care if it's in rock or anything else. I I'd love that it's in rap. I hope you listen to it because it's in rap. Otherwise, you've just wasted now an and ten minutes of your life. Now you've wasted now an and ten minutes of your life. Um. Like. I wasn't there but if you relate to anyone like this like I relate to him so much I love him so much and like when he talks about all this shit you've been feeling you've been feeling with me we all took the wrong turns on different streets we all cried the same tears on different cheeks like oh I love him so much I, I, I relate to it so much I don't know how to explain it to you I don't know how to like like I was I felt like I was there I felt like he's saying that to me personally like he's talking to me and like I just love him he's the best artist to ever exist ever like on God on anything on whatever you believe in on my life on my on my pets on my mum on anything he's the best artist ever to ever exist ever I will get somebody else on this podcast who thinks differently and an hour and 11 minutes in you will realise I am right. The, the, whoever wants to come on this podcast and debate this with me, I am right, and I know I'm right because Dave is the best artist ever, 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 man. It's hard. It's so hard to explain, but he just is. Um, like he talks about God, and oh, it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. And then it goes into Verdansk, and in the there's Verdansk, Clash and In The Fire. Clash, I'll talk about Verdansk and In The Fire in one go. But Clash, he did, he released before all this came out with Stormzy. And Stormzy and Dave have been waiting for that collaboration for so long. When Psychodrama came out, um, in the start of 2020, before coronavirus happened, he lived... Um, he won the award, I think it was in February 2020, honestly it was like the 14th or 15th or something quite early, it was when Covid was a thing, but it wasn't really a thing like it was on the news, but it wasn't lockdown worthy, like no one else had locked down I am mem- actually separate now. I'm I'm so sorry this is so long, I remember seeing a video on Sky News I think it was of the Chin- people in China Um. Making like setting their own cars on fire and making walls to their villages so people couldn't get into their village because they were so scared of COVID. And like that was on that was like back in like January. I'm talking like way before because if you live in the UK, you had a lockdown in March. I don't know how everyone else did it. Some countries towards the east of the map were before, but most countries were just after that or about around, around that time. But that's when I knew it was big. When people were setting their cars on fire and pointing report, pointing guns at reporters to get tell them to get away. And yeah, and I remember and I remember seeing a couple of nights later a video of a dude who set off from set off from China and managed to drive all the way to France before he was stopped and said, "This is how fast COVID can travel." Like and like he stopped off in like markets and stuff. He could have spread it. He could have been the one that spread it, to be honest, but. I remember seeing that video, I can't, it might have not have been on Sky, that might have been lying, it might be on BBC or ITV or something, but it was on YouTube, I remember watching it. But anyway, back, back to my story, when Dave met Stormzy and Lewis Capaldi at the Brits, they did an interview for MTV, it's gone viral, it did go viral, big interview where... Um, Dave is getting interviewed and he hands Stormzy the microphone and runs off a second and then Lewis Capaldi comes in and it's Stormzy, Dave and Lewis Capaldi just talking and getting drunk and vibing for ages and Stormzy and Dave were the goats they are the goats they're the best ever never mind Drake, wear so literally anyone else to me Drake is the bait ball actually but to me Dave and Stormzy and maybe Drake are the, and maybe Captain Conan actually especially Crept the best people ever and seeing Stormzy and Dave together was just different levels and then I knew they had to make a song and now all this time later they came back with Clash so exciting I remember seeing the trailer and jumping up getting excited like, like this is my livelihood this is what I love listening to and this is what helps me get through everything I've got going on mentally and all my stresses and my pressure and everything it just helps to know that someone's out there if that makes sense like I feel like he's talking to me. That's really weird. Never mind. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. Yeah, when Clash came out, like that again is talking in a different language. Like, Rolex has got more than one, Jordan 4's or Jordan 1's. And like, like, he talks about it so well. I'll do the chorus of this song quickly. Yeah, saying like, because some things I didn't understand, I understand now. And, I'll explain them to you because some people don't understand them. Like, he goes... Rolex well, has got more than one Jordan 4s or Jordan 1s saying that you can't decide because you've got too many pairs of each. Rolex well, has got more than one. He's got a lot of Rolexes, uh, obviously. My AP costs 31mm 41. Now, I thought he meant 41mm as in like a gun. But 41mm would be a cannon or a giant artillery shell because that would be massive. But he means um, he means the size of his AP, the size of his watch. It's 41mm and if you go on the website or if you go to buy one that is one of the big, bigger sizes you get a more expensive size and then he says stick him up with a stick stick he drew the shorter one you can't shorten me one where he's saying whoever draws because they have shorter like sticks that you all have I don't know if anyone else did this as a kid you'll get sticks that all lined up and everyone grabs one and whoever's got the shortest stick has, is the loser and he's saying that it was just unlucky that he was the one that got stabbed. He was the one that got hit with the stick or got shot, as a stick as to shoot. It could also be a knife. said he's sticking, sticking him up with a stick, which is to put the gun up to him. And it just happens that he drew the shorter sticks saying that he's, he's the unlucky one that got robbed Like, and then he says, um, in the club with the shortest one, light, lightest one, Georgia one. One is obviously the vine word in that. On my mind, Georgia one. Georgia Smith has got a song called "On My Mind," and she fits the description of a uh, light and the shortest one. That looking for the the type of girl that he's after, and he goes, "Crocodile bag, I bought a one. Vegan thing, I saw a little one. Cause on, I want to say it's Versace, but it might not be Versace. It might be Louis Vuitton or something like that. They've got a bag that is made of crocodile skin and diamonds, and it was it's like a very popular bag, and he's saying that um he bought the bag for a girl and he's saying that that he's saying like the girl doesn't put the work in, he's saying whoever he bought it for doesn't want to put the work work in to have the bag, saying that she's a vegan, she won't she won't have the bag. She won't get the go out and get the bag herself. Um but he's saying that he, he, he will do it and he will go out and get the money to get the bag. Like get the bag as in this actual bag and get a bag as in slang term for money and he's saying freaks have got more than one Her daddy and daughter one, Tory putting in labour so Jeremy Corbyn won because Jeremy Corbyn obviously changed from Tory to labour but he's saying that he, he's he got a posh girl, got a posh girlfriend who likes to be a freak like she's a posh girl and she's putting in the work, putting in the labour and then he's saying awkward one as in Um. That it's awkward that Jeremy Corbyn changed just to rhyme. It. And he goes, waste me there, wait hair Tortoise one, and it and then it, it goes on and on and on. And that's yeah, that's the chorus of it. Actually, I was going to do more of it, but that's the chorus. And then in the fire and the dance, very similar songs. Um, in the fact that they're, they're, they're on their own level, like location and disaster was its own level. Samantha and no words was their own level. The dance between the fire and levels and I've think Gets, Meeks in order Fado, Meeks, Gets and Giggs in a song together is mad and then not having them down as a feature having other people down as a feature but not having them down as a feature which proves how goated he is like he doesn't need to put their names down and people will still listen to it I think Travis Scott's been doing it and everyone does that now I can't use it on his new album Travis Scott's done it when he's had Drake as a feature Drake's done it on his everyone's done it but he just not put their names down which is sick. Oh, yeah, they're like, not the they're not the OGs, but they're some of the top people in grime and he's saying it's proven it's still part of the culture by having them down. And they all rap about different things, so that's a difficult song to discuss. The dance is named after the map in called Warzone. And everyone played Warzone during lockdown. Like it, it was it was before Among Us and before whatever that other game was called. That everyone used to play the little marshmallow people that used to race each other and used to be able to grab hold of me like foxtail ones and like it's just a really colourful game, rubbish games but everyone used to play Warzone back, back in the day it was um, um, start again Warzone, the map in that was called Verdansk, that was the map that you played, like you, you went around in Verdansk and that's what he's talking about and he's talking about like being part, being part of that, and he's also referring to the fact that Verdansk is like London in the fact that everyone's dying and there's so many the stabbings and shootings and stuff. But it's, it's it's more of an upbeat song that one. Free Rivers, System, and Lazarus. I didn't really get behind. I didn't get behind of Attraction either. But I've kept them because I'm going to see them. And if we if I do this again, I I will talk about them and tell you what they're about. I'm sorry, I don't understand them both sides of the smile was probably the best song out of this whole thing it's about his love life similar to how i met my ex but not and he talks about um uh, like how how girls how women are so good and how they're beautiful and how they help you out and anything and then it goes into a bit about um I don't know who plays the voice, but it's apparently a famous person. I can't tell you who it is off the top of my head. It goes into a bit where it's a woman. It says, where it's, he says, um, I don't want to argue in this car I'm in. And then she hits me with that, and then it switches to a woman's voice. Well, I don't want to get why you would want me to be your wife, Ian. goes into what he's done wrong. Um and then it goes back, and then it goes back into the, and then after she's talked, it's kind of slowly fades out, about her arguing back about what Dave's done wrong, and he knows he's done it wrong, because he's kept it in obviously, and then it, it goes back out, and then a new beat starts, still on the same song, a new beat starts, like an entire new song starts, but on still on the same song, still relates to it a little bit, and then it goes, and then he starts a different subject, like both sides of the smile, like that's a sad bit of the smile, and this is the other side of the smile. It's so poetic. I don't know why people don't understand that. It goes in like, um, I just came up to go to the area. I go up, and they can't even see the engine, but from the they can't even see the car, but from the engine, they know it's me. Beautiful song. Ah, oh, I love it so much. I'm gonna have to play it in a minute. Everyone's coming home soon. I'm not. My little brothers are coming home from school soon obviously I'm not at school because I'm recording this I don't go to school anymore I'm older than that now Um, so I'm going to have to play it before they come home but it's such a good song like he he talks about um, one of my favourite lines another favourite line that he's ever done ever he goes "Um, um, I grew grew up seeing mum count pennies like having to count pennies because she's so poor and she can't afford the train tickets. Like she's just pulling out the littlest bit of change to try and get there. And then he's saying that's what he used. He grew up with. And now he's in LA with the open sea, saying he's on the other side of the thing. And he goes, they both feel like things I wasn't supposed to see. Like he's saying he shouldn't have had that horrible life. But the other time that he's had this horrible life, so how how is he seen LA? Like you either have one or the other. You don't see both. But he's saying he shouldn't have seen either. Like. Um and then he talks about his girl, his ex girlfriend, he talks about we both argue to the rhythm of a broken beat, to the beat, beat of a broken heart and like how lovers grow apart and just talks about how happy he was with her and what he did wrong. And then he goes into like talking about um how he got the name Santan, which he talked about in an interview quite a while ago, but he, he said a different reason. He said like, all oh, my mates just used to nickname us on what banks we used to go for. But then he goes, in this song he says, um, come off drug- drugs and bank scams. How the- do you think I got the name Santan? Because his name is Santan Dave. Even though I've been referring to him as Dave, he is Santan Dave, the GOAT, the legend. The- on everything, he is the best, the best, best, best person ever jeez honestly oh I almost clicked stop then Um and then he goes into like talking goes back into his girlfriend and how he wanted a wedding ring and how he'd bought a how he'd bought a house and then he just repeats it feels like my look has been running out like he's falling off a bit which is going to the other side of the smile Um yeah and that ends that song there the next one was 20 to 1 look at the time it's 20 to 1 I think 20 to 1 was such a clever name because he says it as in the time, 20 to 1 saying that it's really early in the morning and then he says he's he's hunting for someone and he says if he catches them then it'll be 20 to 1 as in he's already hit them 19 times and they've only hit him one time and he's going to catch them again to get 20 20 times to 1 and then Fed's driving, I'm driving a Mercedes um, and the police are behind me, odds on my freedom are 20 to 1, which is a different way to look at it saying that he's not very, the odds are very unlikely for him to get him out and then he goes back to the one about he's already hit them 19 times and he goes, I'll make a call I'm getting him touched, 20 to 1, 20 to 1 and yeah, and then this song starts and then the first verse is mainly about um, is mainly about like the streets but he says one line which hit me quite recently where he goes, um, I told my girl we can't be together anymore. She's crying that's something I hated to see. I really just I really struggled to stay on my feet. I'm looking for her and a lady I meet. Like saying about how he broke up with his girlfriend, but she's he broke up with his girlfriend but she's the kind of person he's he's looking for in a in his next girlfriend. Like he doesn't understand why he's broken up with her. I mean obviously he does, but he doesn't. And then he says, I've got two letters that you're going to see if you're someone that won in a way in a beef. Which fast, but it's also so clear at the same time, like he's goated. And then he goes back into the chorus. And the second bit was quite similar, it talked about like girlfriends and streets and that again. And then he goes into like, um, through the pressure, it's tough to live, through the wire, it's through the walls, through the sea, through the earth, through the war, through the fire through the death, through the birth, through the pleasure, through the pain through the drought, through the way, through the dark, through the day through the love, through the hate and then he goes back into the chorus and I don't like that bit, that bit I always skip because I don't like it and it was Heart Attack, which is a follow on from the Panic Attack song that I was talking about about half an hour ago now so sorry if you still listen to this realistically just go away, I just like talking to myself um, talks Heart Attack and this starts off really well, like the amp you got to listen to this song to understand you've got to put two airpods in or have decent headphones and you stand there and you feel like an ambulance is going around you and it has got news crew in the background like you feel like, like as you close your eyes you can imagine the news crew are stood in front of you talking about knife crime and how horrible it is and then talks about and then with the ambulance in the background and it's like really deep talking about that which is again on his good good side Um of, like, not believing in knife crime, thinking that it's bad. But then he goes, um, check what my young dudes are carrying. It's played the same length as a javelin. But you know that it's fucked when he's travelling and we see him saying that he's, um... He was part of the gang. This song talks about... This is really similar to Panic Attack. It talks about so many different things. It talks about, like, politics and talks about literally everything. And, like, knifing people. He talks about his girlfriend and how how can... He, uh, he protect her if he can't even protect her, her from himself and um, talking about drugs and bullets and he he like brags about it in a different way like, like, like I said before it's a sit- different brag but he goes back to talking about um, but at the same time as bragging about it he's also saying that you shouldn't do it that it's bad to do like he says right at the end I'm going to scroll down the lyrics here he says something like, like, used, the onomatopoeia are, oh, that line was so good. He said something like, "then um, the onomatopoeia goes, when I see in free skills, whatever he says. And then he talks about all the places he's been, like, he goes, I done Wandsworth, Elstow, Visitor, I done Spring Hill, Grenfell, Swinfield, Whitemore, Swellside, Brixton, Visitor. Um he said, and and yeah at the end as I was saying before he goes road isn't ain't no amazing life jail's just full of snakes like um, the end's just full of snakes like saying that when when you're actually there everyone's just trying to snitch on you and if you end up in jail it's just a waste of your time you've just wasted your life Um, and then he goes like people tell you that it's the best thing ever but they leave out the bit where you're burying your friends because your friends have died and you're crying or you're left in jail wondering who's who's taking your girlfriend, what's happened to your life outside, and you can't do anything about it. And I still haven't figured out what it means by the bit where it goes, um, when I was born I was in intensive care, when we fell down the stairs, whether I was going to live or not was something, un- something uncertain. I used the word fell with the commas inverted, means she didn't fall down the stairs, but I hadn't figured out if she got pushed or she jumped down the stairs. I haven't quite figured that bit out. Or if she actually went downstairs at all. It's like a metaphor. And yeah, that's in That song, Survivor's Guild. Very similar to Heart Attack, but also not. Talks about different things. But talks about him as a survivor. Like him surviving, being part of the... Being part of gangs and being part of that. Like his six paths, like you said at the start. It goes all the way back. This is the last song on his last album it links all the way back to his first song on his first album which was Six Paths and it, got, and it joins all the way back in this, saying that he's survived all this stuff and out of all the paths he could have taken, this was the best one he talks about his anxiety and how he overthinks it and I'm really overthinking this, I understand that because um, uh, he, he's lived this life that he hates living this life because he's already had to bury some of his friends and he knows what that's like like he talked about in his last song and he talked about in some of his older songs and this relates because his um, because Panic Attack was on the Six Paths album and that was one of the that was the second song never mind never mind that never mind my trainer thought then I was wrong I was going to say that it was the second song in and the second to last song in this one and then this relates to the first song in that one but it just does a massive loop and this joins back to that and anxiety and how it makes him feel and how his life is and honestly this song made me cry i can't lie to you i've cried about seven times in the last 10 years and this song made me cry it's the only song that's ever made me cry i've had in- stuff that's happened like stuff that's happened that is deep and then i've not cried and then i've played a song and that's made me cry but i blame that on the incident this was the only time that everything was going great or well, not great but it was going okay-ish and I just heard this song and I just started crying and yeah I cried when I watched Infinity War as well to be honest the first time I don't quite know why I cried at that. I think I was just tired and stressed in general but this honestly it just hit so hard and so close to home and like if I ever talk to anyone about mental health I'll have to wing up this song and like I can't describe it I can't describe how I feel but like this whole podcast I've been trying to describe stuff and not being able to say the words but somehow these artists can say the words and I don't get how they do it like I don't get how they how they stand there and they can say these words and I can't think of the words to say and not only do they say the words but they get them to rhyme and fit in and like structure it and have metaphors and similes and comment and have proper sentences and it all rhymes and it fits and it flows and not only they're flowing but they're being clear when they're saying the words, it's an art form it's an absolute art form it's beautiful and anyone who doesn't believe in rap and doesn't think it's good, go away, I don't want to listen to you, I don't want to hear about you, you don't understand you haven't been there, you haven't you don't even have to have been there, you don't have to have been to Brixen and Swellside and Winfor Visitor, you don't have to have done that you don't have to have taken M-Way trips that you wish you never did Like you just have to listen to the song and actually hear the words before you before you judge the culture, before you try and hear what is being said, before you judge me, before you judge anyone, anyone who stands there with a puffer coat on in the rain doing what they do. You don't understand it. You have to be there, and I know it's so easy for me to say that you don't understand, but you really don't understand unless you're actually there. You have to be there to see it, if you get what I'm saying. And these songs. Me, mean you don't have to be there because you can just listen to the song and deep the words and then you've got what it is if you get what I'm saying like, yeah it's hard to explain it's really hard to explain but yeah thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far I love you just if I'd let you know if you really have made it this far and you've not made it this far because Dave's heard this and he's tweeted out at you or someone's heard this If you if you've genuinely made it this far just because you really wanted to listen to this or you saw this and had nothing better to do then I love you and if Davis tweeted this or Drake or Cadet, not the Cadet no that's wrong, or Crept or anyone else that I've talked about, if anyone has tweeted this or like uh, you've been told to watch this from someone else if you've been told to watch this from someone famous and it's different but if you've been told to watch this by a friend and I love your friend I love you, I love anyone that's Made it this far it doesn't even matter actually if you've wasted an hour and a half of your life listening to me waffle on about stuff that I claim to be an expert in, and I love you. I really do. Thank you for listening. This has been the rap game that's wrong. It's been the rap theory. I'm sorry if I said the rap game at the start, but I can't redo really this now It's been the rap theory. Thank you for listening. peace, goodbye. love you all.